0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Coast to Coast, the Hockey Podcast. I am your host, March, joined by my other host, Danny. Today, we are joined by popular hockey TikToker, Zach Staden, who is also a fellow podcaster, host of the Dump and Chase podcast. First, I'll hand it off to my co-host, Danny. Danny, how are you today?
1: March, I am doing very, very well. Uh, What about you? I'm doing
0: well. Uh, I mean, it's almost a staple here for me to talk about the weather. It's hot. It's hot. I've got the 16 fans pointed at my face uh
1: and they don't do anything so (laughs) but yeah i'm doing well excellent well uh we've got a really really um exciting episode i've been waiting for this one for quite some time i'm very excited to have zach on with us today uh but before we dive into it i just wanted to since it's our 10th episode um, we kind of have enough of a baseline um, you know, for information for stats on on our audience and stuff. I think it's it, you know some of this is actually quite surprising and and pleasantly surprised by what I'm seeing. I, I thought I would do like a, a quick uh, you know sharing with the audience. Um, so so far we we've reached um, our audience is mainly in in Canada at eighty eighty one percent. Uh, with 13% in in the U.S. Um, You guys are going to see probably in the next few episodes that number should be increasing as we're going to have more topics covering American teams. Um, Surprisingly enough, we've had also listeners in Italy, Australia, and the Kingdom of Jordan. So um, that's kind of funny to see there. Um, uh, Genders, we've got uh, 90% male, uh, 5% female, and 5% non-binary. And 60% is between the age of 18 and 27. So, not that we're stalking you guys, but um, it's actually <laughs> it's actually fun to see who's listening to us. And we have we even have almost 5% of people um, over the age of 60 listening to us. So I like I like seeing those metrics. I think it's the the project manager in me that uh, likes to you know periodically check uh, how we're doing. So I think we're doing really really well. And, and it wouldn't, wouldn't be possible without you, March. So uh pretty happy about this i'm gonna cry yeah no No. (laughs) all right so let's get uh let's get to the fun stuff here uh zach welcome aboard uh welcome uh, thank you so much for joining uh, and being with us tonight um how are you today
2: i'm 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 doing well you know i appreciate uh you having me on especially hearing all those numbers it's it's definitely exciting with you know podcasting and uh you know gathering a following because it's always nice when people value your opinion and of course uh like I always say with, you know, whatever I say, it's it's I'm happy when uh, I can give my time to people as they give their time to me. So, um, you know, I, I'm doing great. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I, like I said already, I, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I was very excited. I've, you know, since ever since I reached out to you, uh, you've been very gracious with your time, very collaborative. And I'm a huge, actually, a fan of, of your work. Um, a little secret, I actually, every time that something happens around the league, you're I don't know why, but TikTok algorithm just shows me your video as soon as I open it. Um, so it's uh, I kind of get those uh, automatic reactions every time that something happens in the league. I'm Pretty happy about it. So, uh, my friend, we have a uh, quite a quite a bit of uh, topics to cover. But uh, first, um, tell us about yourself. Um, you know, uh, kind of men- March kind of mentioned a little bit what you have going on on your end. But uh, tell us how you got started in hockey. What kind of work do you do and uh, where you from and all of these things
2: yeah yeah of course uh so of course <laughs> my name is zach Staden. i'm 20 years old originally from the gta so greater toronto area i'm um, now living out near belleville and uh, going to the university of ottawa um you know i got started with this account back in 2022 i think it was like mid-october and you know it started with just an interview in front of the Canadian Tire Center. I'm uh, just interviewing fans for the home opener of the Sens game. And I'm not a Sens fan myself, I'm actually a Maple Leafs fan. Some people might not like that, but uh, you know. <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it, w- it was really interesting because I always felt um, that I had this connection with hockey. You know, I played it growing up. Um, it was always something I had a passion for. Um, I'm massively into it. Anybody that you talk to, they'll say, this is probably like the only one of the only things he talks about is hockey. Um, and it's, you know, I, it's, my account started off actually as a name talking hockey. Um, and then I got comfortable enough to where, you know, I wanted to put my name out there so I could put it as Zach Staten and ZS hockey. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just like my starting hockey was when I was younger, like it was very, very small, uh, you know, playing as I went up as any other Canadian kid would, um, just having a fun time like that. And it was, it was just something that I fell in love with, you know, creating, Friendships and bonds with your with your buddies playing in practices and games. Um, you know, I, I didn't play anything like too massively high, so I can't say that my knowledge on hockey in terms of personal experience is you know the most massive. But um, I always try to fill in those gaps with you know reading up on things and uh, trying to stay in tune with what's happening around the league. Um, but you know, just even with just myself and getting into it, the the account was a small stepping stone and um, just happy where I am today. I'm, I'm I'm still astonished that people value my opinion. So, you know, it's just, it's funny how it's happened. And uh, I guess it's kind of how it went.
1: That's excellent. Um, awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not only about your opinion, but you do such a good job as well, like covering the entire league. Uh, I really think that people should go check you out. Um, do you want to drop in just maybe your, your, um, your account details so that people can go find you and follow you?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh so you know, my account ZS Hockey on uh TikTok. I also have a Skits account, but you'll look that up if you put my full name in as Zach Staden. Um ZS Hockey One on Instagram, someone took it, and <laughs> on Twitter. Uh ZS Hockey with two Ys, same thing. Someone already had the name. Uh but that's that's pretty much the simplest part of it. Um I also you'll see in my accounts I have my link tree, you'll find everything else there, like my podcast or when I write the odd times, so uh, if you're interested, go follow that. No pressure at all. But uh, those are my <laughs> cool. Those, no, those lots of links. pressure. Lots of pressure.
1: <laughs> uh, we we love it. Actually, like like I said, you you cover the entire league. You don't stick to one team only. Uh, if somebody didn't ask you point blank, you wouldn't even know what team you root for. So uh, that's that's just a testament to how objective you are and, and factual. So um, excellent. Uh, March, you have any questions for uh, for Zach?
0: Yeah, so um, i got a few to go over. I mean, you talked about uh, your TikTok, and obviously, um, I mean, would you consider that maybe what you focus on the most?
2: Um, you know, it's funny you say that, because uh, I I started getting popular on TikTok. And even now, I don't consider myself, you know, the, the biggest uh, guy or TikToker, hockey TikToker. Um, You know, I still consider myself relatively small and I I try to hit my goals and I'm very appreciative of, you know, I mean, like I have people talk to me about it all the time and say like, you know, this is is great. And I'm so appreciative of people. And I would say I probably um, at first was very, very heavily in only TikTok. Um, And, you know, I've I've, I've expanded now, obviously, onto Instagram and and Twitter and then on my skits account, which is only on TikTok. But. Um, You know, I I try to expand out because not everybody's on one, you know, uh, account or I guess app and somebody else is on another. So I've definitely tried to expand it. Um, But it's in terms of, you know, what like people most follow me on, I would say is TikTok. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely trying to expand that out.
0: Well, I mean, with, you know, 9,600 followers and over 500,000 likes, I wouldn't really consider you a small account, but um, (laughs) you're a pretty humble guy. Um, How has your rise to fame? Uh, if you want to say so on TikTok, change your life. Is it really hard to sustain making as many videos with as many topics as you do?
2: And you know, I when I hear fame, um, it, it's it's weird because uh, I I I still I still think of myself like I mentioned just as someone small and just trying to keep growing as I can and um, you know ask people for questions all the time and try to grow all the time, but. Um even in that, like just like keeping up with videos, uh like content creation in general is tough. I mean, you gotta think of videos all the time. You gotta think about how you can, you know, get something interactive. Because not all the videos are going to hit, right? I've had videos where I've went over five hundred, six hundred thousand, and I've also had videos that have only hit a thousand. And it, that's just how it goes, right? Not everybody's gonna be interested in what you have to say. You're gonna have people who like it, you're gonna have people who don't like it um and and that's that's just life right like you have to keep grinding it out you have to keep doing it but in terms mm-hmm, of yeah. just like keeping it going um you know it's 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 a grind but you know when you love it uh it's it's easy to do it because even in the off season there's always stuff to talk about you just gotta kind of grind it out for a bit and uh just keep it going like that i guess but
0: yeah i mean i've got to say that um i mean you very you keep it very consistent i mean to tell you the truth, you're just going down your TikTok and it's just like, you you can definitely tell it's you. Um, there's no difference in terms of, nope. of uh, <laughs> it's its very consistent. I can see that some of them are over, you know, 30,000, some of them are in the lower range. But I, I heard a quote the other day that, you know, you can, your your first 10 videos, episodes of a podcast or or whatever are going to be low viewed. Your first 50 might also be a struggle, but um, post 100 see how 100 goes and we'll talk on 101 episode 101 video 101 because eventually with hard work and and putting out content and working on yourself um really and i i'm sure um you know talking about consistency here probably your earlier videos weren't exactly the same uh as you're posting now i mean these and they're very informative and they're very interesting and they they really are captivating to the eye so i think you do a really good job there um you Thank talked you. about your personal hockey experiences do you still play hockey in what position
2: yeah <laughs> so uh i still play hockey i'm actually doing two intramural leagues at my school right now um getting ready for those you know pay for them getting the teams together uh, i play center i played center for most of my life uh on wing two i always thought about trying goalie though um i don't know why uh, i guess i just want to get hit by a puck but uh, uh you know <laughs> you know it's, um I'm, yeah yeah, it, it was just—I I don't know. I always want to try it, but I've been center most of my life. Um, I try to prize myself as a leader. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I might not have the best body language, uh, but you know that just happens. <laughs> uh, sometimes people help me out with that, but uh, you know, I try to—I try to lead by example. Um, but you know, just always just a center. I, I guess I'm just kind of like babbling on about random things right now, but <laughs> no, I, I do recommend I do recommend trying goalie. I mean,
0: I've only played really ball hockey and I consider ball hockey just as difficult as ice hockey or even more difficult because you got to run and shoot. And, you know, it's like I've played center and I, you know every time i went back on the bench it was probably the because you're basically running the full length of the ice there's no gliding but anyways if you play goalie i do really recommend it because it's a humbling experience um (laughs) the moment you get on in the gear you're already tired (laughs) like it is it is hard so um and it's a lot of fun too um
2: you said you do it for your school what do you study so um, I'm in psych right now. Uh, and it's kind of okay. like a random. It's, it's definitely a 360. Um, but okay. uh, after I finish my fourth year here, I'm gonna go into uh, sports media, or like broadcasting. And I'm just gonna figure okay, out, cool. try cool figure out what school I'm going to next. Okay, Mark, that's cool. Uh,
1: we might be talking to the next insider here. Uh,
0: the next, <laughs> <idea is Freeman laughs> yeah, hockey, yeah, hockey night in Canada is uh, changing soon. So hey,
2: gonna <laughs> get, get him on if I um, get stuff. It'll be that's I file. I'll be very happy, but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> hey, you listen. Like, you said you started this TikTok in October 2022. Yeah, correct. See, this is crazy. I mean, like, this is real. This is huge growth, man. Like, this is a like, like Danny said. I mean, you open up your I found I don't follow tick hockey TikTok a lot. So, you know, just because I find I don't know. Like I already get enough of it on Twitter. So <laughs> I try and, you know, make it so that my TikTok isn't so too much honky, but I mean a lot of your videos were post are were on my feed um before I followed you and I got to say, you know, in like t- less than a year um it's pretty crazy growth and I think you should be pretty proud of of what you've done here. Um thank you. In terms of future, like the, like looking into the future, and I don't want to sound like uh, uh, Jeff Merrick here, but you know, <laughs> how do you plan? How do you plan to grow? Are there any future plans for maybe a YouTube channel, if you do have, if you don't have one already, and you're maybe your podcast? Because I see you do upload. You have uploaded often, um, but you know, is there any more development in those areas?
2: um well it's so for me it's it's all about trying to see what i can do next uh you know i i tried youtube a bit it's just been really just reposting the videos that i have from like tiktok and instagram making sure that i can find new um now i haven't done that as much lately uh but in terms of like you know finding new stuff i'm always gonna be uploading uh, new episodes like i just looked over the atlantic division i'm gonna be doing the other divisions uh but in terms of like growing myself um you know I want to. I'm trying to actually get a media pass for the next All-Star game in Toronto because I'm close to there. So I'm trying to do something like okay. that. Um, I'm trying to do the draft next year, and then the uh, World Juniors in Ottawa in 2025. Again, this is this is all massive picture stuff. I have no idea if I'm gonna be able to do this, but this is just me thinking out loud. Um, but, you know, that's the hope that I can do that, um, especially for, you know, interviews, because I think it'd be important for myself to, you know, self-development to, to get those interviews, get those reps in. But I think it's also important that if you can get quality interviews and, and, and quality questions that, you know, these players don't get asked a lot, it's good for exactly. you. But it's it's also good for the people that you give it out to. Right. Because th- these players, these athletes are, are just like you and me. Right. They're people. Right. That they mm-hmm. just they just do a job that. Um, you know, not everyone can do. And it looks like they're superhumans, but in reality, they're humans. They're just like us. They they want to have fun. They want to have nice conversations. So if I can even get a little smidge of that through that media pass or just even seeing them, um, I, I want to try to do that more uh, through my content and, uh, you know, just doing all that. So I guess that's going to be a way that I'm going to try to like, grow myself. Uh, now, in terms of YouTube, uh, I think that might be down the road uh, because if I wanted to like really do YouTube, I'd want to do like real videos not just like repost shorts or something so mm, uh, yeah. yeah that that's probably where i'm at i'd say
1: okay okay cool <laughs> i mean it there's go ahead danny no, i just wanted to say that basically you know for those that listen to the episode that we had with habspan tv uh they actually uh use their relationship with uh hockey db to get a media pass for nashville so oh, maybe wow. something you something you might want to look into and yeah and they, they mentioned it on the, on the on the podcast so it's not like a secret but um mm-hmm. uh maybe look into elite prospects or hockey db or whatever it doesn't matter and then uh then make that dream happen so there we go yeah appreciate
0: that yeah um any interesting stories connected to what you do so like anything I mean if you were to get a media pass and an all-star game obviously you'd probably come back with uh tons of fun stuff but uh let's not negate that you probably had some interesting experiences uh, maybe it's just, uh, people who connected to, to on the street or through your friends or family at school or whatever, anything like that?
2: Um, I I've had a couple, I mean, you know, I think my first, you no, know, not my, one of my first uploads a little, a little bit later, um, on my TikTok. I actually, I was at a sense game and my brother actually noticed it. he said, that's Magnus Hellberg over there just sitting in the stands. Uh, he's, uh, I, I don't know where he signed with this year. Uh, I think. Was, was that pittsburgh. a goalie yeah he's goalie uh he's in yeah. the Sens, um and then i think he signed with pittsburgh now and i saw him i was like oh okay i'll go interview him um <laughs> and i go and interview him this is great like people are staying around me for some reason they're taking videos too even though i'm just getting an interview like something random um it was that was kind of cool um but i i'm telling you <laughs> oh sorry i'm
1: telling you you have that personality my friend you have that whole <laughs> package yeah. of yeah
2: I appreciate i'm not that surprised i'm not surprised and uh i go home and i i listen to the audio and i'm like oh my mic was uh not on so <laughs> oh, and i thought it was and but it was you could <laughs> still hear him uh but you know it obviously would have been better if i had that um you know I've, with my podcast obviously i've had the a really great honor to interview some some exceptional people and athletes uh on my older podcast curtis mcelenny you know he's, he's won a stanley cup really good guy um you know even on the podcast i have now i've had a ton of people from the Athletic, Joshua Kulok, Um, Even when we look at you know people like Sad, Yusuf, uh, Michael Russo, who's massive in the industry, Jesse Granger, um, and you know like one of my first uh, or Brandon Mackey, who's in the OHL there, and then you know one of my first um, NHL players on Dump and Chase, uh, and Logan Stankoven, in a, in a really solid oh, guy, the it. Dallas Stars. Um, he was just you know it's it's wild how nice he was. You know I had a nice conversation with him and. Um, you know, you always expect that they like players try to rush you in, in interviews, but he was just very nice and getting his time. So I always appreciate what he did for me. Um, but you know, I've, I've had those conversations with people and, um, I, I'm again, very, very happy to be in done that I'm very thankful. Uh, but you know, I think those are probably like the, the better ones, um, but, uh, you know, nothing massive yet. Um, just a lot of, a lot of small steps, uh, to a, to a bigger goal to achieve. Um,
0: is Stankoven a Habs fan
2: no <laughs> uh he's definitely a blazers fan he's a de- big mm, okay. blazers okay
0: blazers. <laughs> just because i just because i know that he like there was a rumor i i always like okay i don't even call it a rumor when i'm tweeting i just say he was a Habs fan but there was a rumor that you know when he was drafted he was a Habs fan uh growing up and um we really wanted him but montreal ended up taking a a certain defenseman by the name of logan Mayu. um so it was yeah you know wrong logan but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i know because you mentioned stank i was like oh i just wish he was a hab but that's cool that's really awesome that's really yeah. cool um danny do you have any any other questions do you want to get us started on the uh, topics
1: just a tiny one, but it's not really relevant. But anyways, I'll ask it anyways. What do you think of uh, Twitter Shorts? Uh, sorry, um, YouTube Shorts compared to uh, to TikToks and stories and stuff.
2: Um, I think TikToks. Uh, you know, people actually tell me like it's Instagram's easier, but I find TikTok is so easy to like catch lightning in a bottle, uh, especially yeah. if you're very consistent with it. Now, YouTube Shorts is very it's very odd if you're not like really like posting all the time it's hard you can have videos that will hit and then sometimes you'll have videos that just will get zero views it's wild so <laughs> i I, mm-hmm. I don't know um youtube shorts is interesting it's definitely it's new of course uh but you know with with anything it, it'll take time for it to grow uh but for that um it's just it's i don't know i don't really know i to think of youtube shorts it's, it's well i mean that's hard, the thing hard. is
1: i yeah it's it's i mean i'm just asking from an end user perspective just that's the it person in me thinking about that i mean to be to be perfectly honest with you when i search something on youtube um i avoid the shorts okay like, it's part of the the results and i avoid them like uh, i don't know why it's just not that i'm a loyal TikToker, but i'm just saying that, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah you know what i find some so like i'll just and
0: this is obviously not good for you but you know just scrolling for hours and I'll find myself on Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts. And I'll instantly say to my when I notice that I'm like this is how in a trance I am. Like mm-hmm. and I'll see that I'm on YouTube shorts or Instagram reels. I'm like, why the hell am I on I'm on this? And I'll close it and then open up TikTok. Um, I do the same
1: thing, exactly the same thing. <laughs> just, and I I'm notice like, it just because the, the the icons of the like the comment and the like are different. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this is not TikTok. And then you close the app and you go back to the real one.
0: I find Instagram Reels a little <laughs> difficult because it, sometimes the comments are connected to the Instagram post or something. I don't know. It's very it's or or maybe it's YouTube shorts. I don't know what it was, but it, it sometimes you can't see comments. Yeah, um, yeah. But TikTok's a lot. So I just find TikTok a lot better. So you chose the right platform, in my opinion.
1: In my, in my <laughs> mind, when Zuckerberg is an uh, algorithmist of mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would be like watching something on instagram and like the next post is like something from january last year or something yeah, like, yeah. oh okay all right I'm not <laughs> yeah all right um yeah i got uh, i got a few topics for us today i mean i mentioned that we have a packed agenda but um uh, there's a lot of topics that we've been saving as well knowing that we we're going to have you on zach so some of them might not be the latest of the latest but um nonetheless we're going to have some good talks today uh first one i want to start off is you know, we just went through uh, uh, free agency. I know that was a month and a half ago, but still, um, one thing I wanted to talk about with the, with the rest of you, both of you, is um, when you when you think of teams that are attracting these UFA's. You know, there's a big emphasis right now on on the league and how their each each organization is treating their players, and and it's a huge you know debate on uh, Canadian currencies and taxes and and weather and Winnipeg and and you know, like uh, why would you play in Winnipeg when you can play in Florida and all of these things? And I want this is kind of like, I wanted to ask the question to the both of you and, and I can maybe chime in a little bit later on, is to say which teams are in the league right now that you think are most attractive to sign in, to sign with as a UFA, in your mind. Uh, Mark, you want to take this one first? Um, You know what?
0: I always go back towards, or back to, the whole it's the the whole cap situation that's going on right now in terms of the cap isn't going up so it really depends I mean a lot of players I mean obviously there's a stigma going around with certain players whether you're Russian or whatever and saying that you know you're not signing to win the cup you're signing to get a paycheck or whatever (sighs) to tell you the truth I would probably think if you wanted to be there long term or you know if you're going to sign a long term contract I think an American market would be more suitable um just because it's going back to my whole idea and I've mentioned this in previous episodes Zach about how Canadian teams like to do something called a, an accelerated rebuild um mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily cuz it's the owners want to it's almost like they're at a bit of a I I don't know what the word I'm looking for here so they're almost they're almost at um they're they're at it's a the brick advantage. wall like yeah yeah the disadvantage as well but yeah they 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 need to Disadvantage in terms of, of, they sell out, and it, even if you're bad, you, you'll still get people showing up. I don't know about Ottawa. Um, I know here in Vancouver, you do definitely still get sellouts. But to tell you the truth, I think an American market would be more suitable. I don't know the exact team. Um I- it's 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 hard for me to tell just because of the the idea that the cap doesn't really isn't really going up it's only going up by a million and then it's supposed to go up the following years so that's why we see a lot of these guys like uh gavrikov or or these these guys signing short-term deals because and like tarasenko in ottawa i mean who knows maybe he's using it as like you see what Giroux did in ottawa maybe it's like okay let's let me get like 78 points and sign an american market but i don't know i'm not too sure zach do you have an idea
2: Uh, Well, I mean, you know, when you look at like attractive teams um, for them to sign UFAs, you you always look to like the South. I mean, Tampa Bay, Florida, if the Coyotes were better and they had like, you know, I (laughs) I don't like to replicate Coyotes because I I honestly think they're going to do well this year. But (laughs) um, with the arena, it's not great. But when you look at places that are more suitable for UFAs to sign right now, it's either that it's a really good team or they know they're going to get the bag and there's no taxes. I mean, you look at Florida. You look at Tampa Bay, um, even Carolina, you know, they're going to be good. And it's not like it's not as heavily taxed as Toronto. You know, obviously within bigger markets like Montreal, like Toronto, um, even most teams in Canada anyway, you're going to get a lot of flack. So, I mean, when you look at like the most attractive teams to sign with, I'd hate to say it, but Toronto is probably least on the list unless you're from there. You've got like Radko Gudis, who was uh, walked up by Toronto. He said no because of the media and how he experienced it. Ryan O'Reilly left for Nashville, um, yep. which is a big yep. down, right? One, he knows he's going to be at one C. He's going to get the bag, and two, he doesn't have to deal with the Toronto media anymore. And he's and he's 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 a, he's a Toronto guy. So it's like, wh- what do you what do you when you look at a team and you know what's you know most intriguing? Well, at this, at probably for most players, it's to get good money. It's to play in a place where you're not gonna, if, at least if you're really really good, that you're not gonna get hit with a lot of flack all the time. So I would say probably in least taxed areas, again down south, or you're really good. Now again, you'll see Toronto, Max Domi, Todd Bertuzzi they signed there. But I mean, Max Domi is a hometown guy. Todd Bertuzzi, no other team was gonna, was giving him term with good money. It was either term with like slightly like worse money, and at least gave him a year and they gave him I think it was like five million, right, something like that, five point five. Mm-hmm. Um, and he signs there, but I think any other time he's probably not going to, uh, he doesn't seem like a guy that would react over it anyway, but, uh, you know, most attractive teams to sign with, I'd hate to say it cause I love my Canadian teams, even the Habs, uh, you know, it's, it's Canada is just not the place to be right now for taxes, for, for when you're really good, um, in terms of, you know, flack that goes along players just don't want to deal with that especially yeah. Toronto media. Like it's not, it, it just doesn't work. Uh, so I'd say more attractive teams, maybe like a Carolina, uh, even the Rangers, even though that's a big spotlight, um, you know, it's, it's all about like the city. It's all about, you know, you can being kind of there. disappear. In New York it, you can kind of disappear, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'd say I have to agree. Uh, it's, it's kind of like the U S wins on this side. Uh, especially with taxes and all that and fun stuff Winnipeg I unfortunately they just it's hard for them to bring in UFA's. like I just feel bad they have to sign people and they have to trade for people um yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like it's tough
1: <laughs> for me you know like if I want to say you know like the least attractive teams definitely an organization that comes to mind is the Islanders I don't know why but it's and, and I think Lou kind of knows it as well like whenever a player comes in like i you know, Like Engval, we're going to give you a seven year deal at minimum league, or I don't know what, like how much he, I think he got like 1.5 or something for seven years. Um, that's not the point what I'm trying to make, but I what I'm trying to say is actually, I agree with you at the same time. Uh, a good organization that comes to mind that uh treats you know at least players that seem to have a lot of fun over there, it's Vegas. Uh, they have a very good owner there. Um, I think if if i'm a ufa you know they've shown lack of loyalty i mean it doesn't matter if they win the cup they'll still get a get rid of an original misfit just because of uh cap reasons and whatnot so it's a team that has a lot of that treats their their players pretty well um it's a little bit sad to see what's happening with calgary in the recent uh years um i think Tree living has a has something to do with that a little bit as well and the and the owner obviously um the owners i guess the company and and like the arena, the aging arena, and all of that. Um, but it, it's just very sad to see that Calgary is a is consistently listed in the top ten cities uh, to live in in the entire world um, for quality of life and raising kids and having a family and, and weather and, and you know the weather maybe not the best, uh, but it's certainly not Edmonton or Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of begs the question of what's happening with the Canadian teams, like you mentioned, Zach. So um, if I have to say the most attractive ones, I would. I have to give it to vegas uh, it's been proven these ufas they love to go there they love to sign long deals um they often get traded and tossed but uh, i can't imagine someone picking detroit over uh, vegas so um that's just,
0: uh, yeah no it's, sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i just no, wanted to. It. yeah i just wanted to say I agree, I agree and i i wanted to also tie in this thing that elliot friedman said on the jeff merrick show which was um talking about uh, the CRAs, uh, the Canadian, Reve- Canadian Revenue Agency's tax battle with uh, the Blue Jays players, uh, so like with Jose Bautista. Um, so some of them, so essentially what had happened was they, they're they going to court with these guys because um, these big Canadian players, again, paid lots of money um, in the MLB. So like the Blue Jays players were setting up these retirement savings plans to avoid paying taxes. Um, on their money right now and they'd pay it later. and I think what had happened was so essentially what they're saying is this actually serves pretty bad news for any UFA coming to or big UFA coming to Canada. I mean if I'm not gonna say he's he's not a UFA, but I can we can also say there's one big player that came to Canada recently on Calgary and that was um, Huberto and Huberto had a pretty big contract. And apparently, Huberto also had that set up for him. And Friedman had said that essentially, um, I don't think the Canadian Revenue, Revenue Agency said anything about this yet, but there is worry that they're going to take him to court too. Um, so if there's an issue that now you can't even, that players can't get these big contracts and save money on tax by using certain, you know, Registered ret- like, a re- like a retirement plan. I mean, I think a retirement plan, I think another issue with the CRA has this with this retirement plan is the retirement is like 38, not, you know, and so you're, you're really saving on taxes that way. Um, mind you, they'd have to pay it all at the end anyways, but that's what was said i remember just because we're talking about taxes zach was mentioning taxes so this whole cra thing could also become an issue as well so how the heck does anyone want to sign here especially a big player that's going to get paid a lot of money now obviously they're looking at these mlb players because these guys get paid too much in my opinion of course but (laughs) but you know like there are there are 10 million dollar deals i mean i i'm not sure why we're talking about huberto if we're not talking about mcdavid but still um, there's still big contracts in Canada to avoid or to not avoid, but to add on what they would have made in saving tax in the States. So I think like if we go back to the Law of signing in Dallas, he had signed Montreal had offered them the exact same as Dallas, but he was technically making more in Dallas because he wasn't paying as much tax so. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big issue. I don't know how they're gonna get around that. It's it's. I think it'll all just come down to players that want to play in a hometown. But sometimes that doesn't work out, like Zach said with Ryan O'Reilly. He 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 said whatever. But then you look at Tarasenko, and it's like you know he had Florida give him a con or offer him a contract. They had Carolina offer him a contract. These are two good teams. Okay, not Carolina with good weather, but Florida you can go on the beach. But he goes to Ottawa. So, you know, maybe there's a good sign. And I know with Montreal, there was always this thing of oh, how no one wants to sign there. Uh, the whole John Tavares thing, how oh, he didn't give him an interview. But, you know, that that's the thing. There's you gotta. I think the the pro to a lot of Canadian markets is that they're passionate fan bases. And I'm not gonna say they all suck, but if you sign there, you're gonna get some ice time. So, um the ryan o'reilly one was very interesting to me because it was like we don't know what's going on in nashville they're doing something so there might have been a pitch saying hey listen man you're the number one center well in toronto you're number three but hey who knows so but that's my opinion on it so i i I say keep uh keep eye on the cra thing
1: well i mean we're kind of deviating a little bit but just just, you mentioned that um Zach, what do you think is happening with Nashville? I mean, I have my own thoughts. And March has, <laughs> in, has his own shot. What are we talking about here? I mean, Saros, Yossi, but we're oh, uh, wheeling and dealing and we're trading everybody. And it's all about attitude and draft picks. And like, what, what's happening there?
2: I love it. I, I love mean, it? I, mean I, I, I it's weird, really weird what's going on. But Nashville is just so interesting right now. Like, it's so interesting. Like, they have some good prospects coming up. They, you know, uh, like a low-key sleeper, I think, Yusso Parson and uh, Thomas Novak uh, down that center mm-hmm. position. I like Novak, um, yeah. You know, you have to remember, Philip Forsberg was hurt last year, right? Uh, Roman Yossi, weird year last year, like 59 points. Uh, UC Saros, one of the more underrated goalies. He's top five in the league for me, right? So the Nashville, and their, their defensive core is is not bad either. Uh, but their offense is their it's it's interesting but what i will say is it's it's weird what's going on there but man i'm i'm excited to see how they do because a lot i think a lot of people are kind of underrating them just a little little bit i'm not saying they're gonna be number one seed (laughs) or they're gonna be like you know top three in the conference or something but you know what if they squeak in wild card number two you know i'd be like I could see that team causing problems, but if they miss it, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be fun to watch. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think go there's ahead. gotta be, I think there's gotta be some moves for them to come. I mean, I'm looking at their line Well, not their actual lineups but their projected lineups, you know, their, their top six has added some guys. I wouldn't really consider two of these guys top six players, but you know, you have Ryan O'Reilly, obviously you have Gustav Nyquist and you have uh, Denis Um I mean, there are some good guys, but let's not forget that Nashville did get, I I don't, this is like a care package from, Mm. uh, from Tampa (laughs) Bay. It's like a, like a reviving care package with like a, you know, 1500 picks for, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, a first, a second, a third, a fourth and a fifth. So, um, they got some picks, like you said, you got, they got some prospects. Um, it was interesting that they had moved on from, um, the guy in Seattle. I'm already forgetting. I don't know why he's completely. Cody Glass? I... No, no, he's in Seattle now. They put him on waivers. Oh. Oh, do you know Zach? Zach? Oh, are you
2: talking <laughs> about Tolvenin?
0: Uh, T- uh, Tolvenin, yeah. Yeah, he's a Tolvenin. I, I, I really like him. Yeah, see, nice. so they get rid of him, but then they get O'Reilly, but they got these two guys in their top six who aren't top sixers and Gurianov, and in my opinion, Nykfist. They got a, they're, 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 their fourth line is better than their third. I mean, Tomasino is really good. I like him. Their defense is interesting, but you got Luke Shen with Yossi. Uh, so I, I see what you mean. I actually look at this team and, and look at the Canucks, and I think they're quite similar in a way. But
1: I was going to say that. I was going to say they remind know, me
0: of last year's Canucks. Yeah, so they're very similar in a way, but, I, you know, it really depends because I have the Canucks squeaking into a wild card if they're healthy. But that's the Pacific. You know, the National Predators are in the Central, and we have to see what the Central has to offer this year. So, you know, it, I think you're right. I think they're they're kind of straddling because they have you see they have Saros, they have Forthberg. If he's healthy, you know, they can do damage, but it depends – Depends if 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 the stars align. Because look at Vegas, right? They had Aiden Hill. I mean, I, that guy was not in my – in my uh, I would never bet on that guy to do what he did. I mean, you can give a lot of that to the Vegas defense, but there's some guys that are sleepers, and they just turn it on in one year. And it's like – I don't know if you want to call that luck or whatever, but there's probably guys on this team that might do good. I mean, Cody Glass is a third-line center. Who knows if he can turn it on? But we'll see. But it's a very interesting team. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: I'm just interested in seeing what a coach does as a GM. Uh, you, usually, these coaches are always look, looking at their GMs and saying, "Hey, I need a better, I need a better roster. I need a better center. Get me this. Get me that." Okay, well here you go, Hotshot. You're now the GM. Uh, have fun. You know, show us what you got. Um, yeah. One thing I was I was watching the um, the Spit Chicklets episode with the with the Devils GM uh, Fitzgerald, who was the first captain of the Nashville Predators. Uh, back when they were um, uh, inaugurated at that first year. And David Pohl was obviously the GM at the time. And it was actually Barry Trotz who realized that the, the very last pick of the draft last year, well, this year, uh, belonged to Fitzgerald. So that he went to him and said, give me a, give me your seventh round pick. I need it right away. And he, you know, the whole story is on YouTube. So you guys can go watch it at some point. But uh, yeah, Barry Trotz, you know, showing a little bit of, of showmanship he's showing a little bit of you know he's alert he's uh doing some interesting things obviously the, the draft was hosted in Nashville so he needed to put on a show but uh still uh, I'm excited to see what he does
0: yeah they did that whole thing for uh Poyle at the end right where he made yeah. the pick and yeah. yeah that's interesting it was very
1: trots right. idea and uh, David Paul didn't know about it so the
0: thing about trots is he built a very good defensive team in the in New York um you know, if they were going to be uh, facing off of Montreal in 2021 in the finals, I think that, I think, <laughs> I was going to say, I think that would have put us all to sleep, but yeah. um, very defensive, defensive series that would have been. But uh, I think he's a very good coach. I'd like to see what he does as GM, but it's, it, he's definitely taking it a different direction. I don't know what direction it is, whether it's down or up, but it's going somewhere. So we'll see.
1: Excellent. Well, speaking of going somewhere, um, the Hockey Diversity Alliance (HAD) uh, — it's this. Um, I believe Dumba is part of that. PK Subban was it at some point. I'm not sure if it's strictly for Black players or not. Um, but uh, recent news that Evander Kane left that. Um, any thoughts uh, about this, guys?
2: Um, I, I mean, I, I can touch on that a bit. Uh, you yeah. know, I, again, I don't want to speculate. Uh, you know, obviously, everybody has their their choice of. Uh, joining or leaving a group um one of the hockey hockey diversity alliance uh you know if what i, what I believe came I, I think he said you know he said individual agendas were being led and he thought that was taking away from things um again this is just where i remember yeah, um, yeah. I, I think i was reading it earlier on Sportsnet too uh but you know everybody has their reasons about uh you know doing whatever they'd like to do of course the hockey diversity Alliance is is to bring inclusion in and to make sure that um, hockey is, is a space for everyone um, and that everyone can enjoy uh, without without being judged and, and that's a positive uh, but again, Evander Kane leaving um, that's that's one thing that's his choice he has his reasons uh, he cited those reasons um, that's that's really all I can say because you know as, as somebody I, I I can't speak too much to it. Um but that is what I know, and I mean you know whether that's true or not or that's just how he feels uh you know it's it's something that uh should be followed, but I'm sure will be sorted out uh you know whether that means soon or or later or however the the issue will be dealt with if there is an issue again but i I'm just not sure but that's that's pretty much the insight I could provide
1: i think uh Kane has had his fair share of attention in the in the last couple of years with. Um, with his ex-girlfriend and the money, pictures, and the league, and uh, the gambling, and all of these things. So I think I think he's just trying to avoid a little bit of um, you know having to picking to pick sides between the league or or such players that are maybe with personal agendas or picking fights where there's you no know, no need for that. Um, I also think that the NHL is is completely reevaluating their their whole role with the political stuff, along with those you know pride. Uh, uh evenings and 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 all of these jerseys and stuff like that i think i think they they kind of tested that and now they're trying to slowly pull out of that um we talked about it march like in a, I think in our first episode or the second one we talked about those pride jerseys and and those uh, custom jerseys for uh, these uh, special nights um mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. just along with the same i think there's maybe realizing that it's opening old wombs instead of creating better experiences i'm not sure what are your thoughts march i mean i think he
0: left i mean maybe it's almost him stepping away from it saying hey listen you know what i've caused so much bad attention or i have so much bad attention i don't want to put all that attention on a good cause um the the hockey i know they do like um you know equipment programs and stuff like that and they do education programs for anti-racism um and some fundraising as well, and they get donations and stuff. So there is, there is uh, substance to it, and it's a good, good thing. Um, I'm actually looking at their website right now. They still have Evander Kane on their website here. So I don't know if it was as much. I don't think it was a sour ending to his tenure there. But we, we you, you do have to see that. It, yeah, the whole thing about like the jerseys and and stuff like that. It's like they're trying to. I think there is some substance to stepping away from from certain beliefs or certain groups or something that cause these you know i don't know what you want to call it um frictions yeah like yeah causing friction so like you know like these players that or these fans that do not like the that are really against these pride night jerseys or whatever and they stop doing it for or they don't even really stop doing it but he Bettman comes out and says hey listen not going to do it and everyone's like oh why well so that you know you're not necessarily taking it away from the people or the cause but at the same time we've talked about it before being you know a little bit maybe of a marketing thing um it's it's really interesting but I think with this whole hockey you know Kane leaving I think it has to do with more about him and the attention he brings to the cause 'Cause because I can see a lot of people saying hey listen why is this guy a part of it you know he's done this he's done that he's done this you know, screw him, screw that, and it's like, okay, we, I, we don't need that. But I'm sure he still stands for the cause. But you know, maybe he he's donating. I, I'm not too sure. I mean, this was very big back in 2020. 2020 was it? Yeah, yeah, I
2: think so. Um,
0: Black Black Lives Matter and and the whole um, anti-racism and uh, systemic racism movement. Um, yeah yeah I mean it's good that they're still doing stuff with this it's definitely good but I just see it as kind of like a move saying hey listen let's not bring the wrong type of attention but yeah I think that's so my opinion. yeah
1: okay okay perfect um well so the next topic is kind of a fun one here it's uh it's kind of nostalgic for me but at the same time it's uh it's tied in a little bit with the with the latest news so I wanted to ask you guys what is your, um, in your mind, what is the greatest captain of all time when it comes to NHL teams? And you can take a f- few ways of taking a look at this that uh, you can as- either mention in terms of hockey performance, you can say the best leadership um, or the best teams that they had, the best captains, for example, you know, I wouldn't take, well, I guess I wanted to give my answers here, but, you know, uh, well, let's have this debate. Like uh, in your mind, uh, what do you think is, who do you think is the best, greatest captain of all time when it comes to NHL, current or inactive? Well, exactly. Uh, Zach, you want? Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Uh,
2: man. Uh, I mean, Mark Messier is one of the first ones that comes to mind. Uh, I don't think I, I think that's that's pretty clear. Uh, you know, the Moose. Uh, you know, he's he's just like four. I think he had like what like four cups or something like that. Like you know, people loved him on the team. Um, if I had to think of, like, an active one right now, I'd probably do Crosby. I mean, that guy uh, took less to make his team win. Um, you know, like, it's, there's not a lot of many people, even captains, that do that. Um, even, like, a more one that just retired, Patrice Bergeron, um, you yeah. know, very similar to uh, Crosby in the way that he, he took less to make sure that his team could succeed, which is really, like, that's that, that's that takes a lot. Like, you know, a lot of people... Um, you know, they, they don't make a ton of money and like, you know, Bergeron, like he's just too good to, uh, to keep going, to, to do all this. So, I mean, um, those that one inactive one that's just retired and one that's been retired for a while, but I mean, I'd probably say Messier, active, uh, Crosby, and then one that's just retired is Bergeron, but those would be my three off the bat, but there's many you could think of, uh, even, even John Beliveau now has another one, but uh those those are the yeah. ones i can think of right now
1: it's a good list uh, yeah that's I really think, good i didn't find any Dion enough on that list but okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh march
0: um if i okay if i'm going to say best captain of all time it's going to be jean beliveau no bias um just because you know i and it, i think it has to do not really with the winnings but it has to do with the guy the guy like he was such a gentleman I mean, you're so respected. I mean, the guy was, you know, really ahead of his time. I was actually going to say Mark Messier from 1997 to 2000 with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, really a great leader there. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Canucks fans are punching the steering wheel. Um, you know, I what I think of a good captain, I think of someone... Yeah, they're silent leaders. I mean, I'm a huge Nick Suzuki fan, and he's definitely a quiet person. Um, But you can't judge a silent leader based on what they tell the media. You 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 just have to judge what they do for the team and what the team says to the media. But what he does for the team, I know Nick Suzuki has done stuff for for young players coming up in the in the Habs organization. But to me, a a good leader is someone who takes responsibility, um, tells people how it's how it's supposed to be whether it's the the team's um motto or or the like the goals for the team or, or whatever it is they're kind of the representation as a player for the organization um so i think jean bellow really speaks to that i think steve Iserman for the red wings that's definitely somebody um I think I I think a really good caption I might this is and Danny's gonna like this one is um, Jerome McGinla for the mm. Flames I think that was good but yeah like and there's some silent leaders I mean Shea Weber was definitely someone you considered a, a leader <laughs> for a different <laughs> it's it's kind of an ongoing joke with with Danny and I about Shea Weber's <laughs> leadership but uh, you know it's so so <laughs> anyways he looks in the mirror and you know talks about his leadership. <laughs> it's on the sea, um, but there you know. I don't know. Like you look at team, like national teams and stuff like that. Um, you know, like how much they care about winning, how much they do for each teammate. The ones I mentioned, like Aginla and and Beliveau, and yeah, those guys really spoke for the organization, and they're really golden, er, golden eras. Yeah, of that team. So you can see, like. You know, I won't really say. Like, I do agree with Mark Messi to an extent. Not with the Vancouver Canucks, maybe with the Oilers. Um, but oh, the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think that's the same with Gretzky in a sense. Um, yeah. So, but you can see those those players. Sure, they're good, but at the same time, they the team was good when they were captain for for various reasons. Um, like, and I, I like those players. I also really like like Eiserman. I love again really great but Bellavo, number one for me
2: Z- uh zach already went uh danny i sorry, i don't to interrupt i should add just want to add these two yeah Nathan mckinnon and steven stamkos of, of current ones right now steven Stamkos is pretty Stephen good Stamkos yeah. is, is is definitely one that i would add in I sorry Danny. Floored.
1: i am floored please, <laughs> please expand on that Stamkos.
2: oh uh, very you'll be surprised um I actually, Stamkos was a guy that I met when I was younger, uh, going to hockey camps. Very good guy. Um, very nice. Uh, but the way that he kind of judges around the team, it's very interesting. I mean, for years, this guy could just, he couldn't, he couldn't buy a win to the Stanley Cup. Like, it, there, <laughs> there was conversations, like, he was, he was playing really well. Now, this is, remember, this is before, like, Kucherov. This is before, like, Vassie and yeah. stuff. This is, yeah. like, I'm talking about, like, Ben Bishop days for That's the Bay right. Lightning. Um, and I found that Stephen Stamkos was just an individual that, um, like, led the team. Like, you know, he was—he was, he was very—he wasn't—he was—he was outspoken to a lot of uh, a lot of like situations, and uh, like he he made sure to um, kind of voice um, certain things into the locker room. I think he still does that today. I mean, even the work that he does uh, in within the community too, I think is very important. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And then even for Nathan McKinnon, of course, I mean, you saw how hard he took it uh, the year before he won the cup. Uh, that guy was just driven, driven to a pole. He set a standard. He took less. Um, and he, he, uh, even uh, that whole team actually took less. That's just wild. I, I still can't get over that. They're, they're, that, That's just, that's another team in the NHL that at the time um, was just pretty much doing the same as teams like the Bruins was just, they had a standard, they set it to it and they just won. Uh, but you know, though I, I had to add those two players for current uh right now. Again, everybody has their own opinion for that, but yeah. uh I had to add them. Definitely not um, the standard of Crosby or Bergeron, are just retired, but they're up there. Yeah. And, and you
1: know, and you know who's the captain of of McKinnon? It's Crosby. I think. <laughs> I think these two meet Oh, like they love the each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, they uh, compare uh, notes
0: yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you know something we don't? And I mean, I would just like cause,
2: like Landis Cog is those captain, correct? i got i i meant I meant to add i as I said it I was like okay I have to go along with this um but uh, <laughs> that, um I meant to say as like more of like I, kind of like a leader i mean he uh, is, yeah, with Lance yeah Scott, he like, he's been out so he's kinda like kind of like, had to step in for that yeah um, but I, I I don't know I just feel like uh i should I should have mentioned he's not like a seat wearing it but um for him i just always felt that like mckinnon was always more outspoken in terms of uh like being able to lead now of course i'm not in the room i'm not around the team uh but yeah. like just like i guess the vibe that i got was you know he just i, I don't know I, I just got that kind of captain vibe from him i i, I should have mentioned that before i kind of like right as i said i was like oh he's not captain but i'm just gonna go along with it but <laughs> no he
1: is i oh. mean let's not let's not kid ourselves he is actually you know i, I don't know i i know that uh there's a little bit there's been a lot of talks about Landskog becoming a GM at some point because it's so leadershipy and all of that. But, um, anyways, uh, I I love the McKinnon the McKinnon ad uh, just because he's actually one of those people that actually if he stands up in the locker room he actually can back up what he's saying. You know he's one of those guys. Uh, when we have uh, the mediocre players being at, then it's not really credible when you talk to, to the better players. Um, for myself, you guys both kind of mentioned already two of them. So for me, up and you know me, my favorite player is is uh, Jerome Iguinla, uh, by far. Doesn't even come close to anything close to that. But I would say that Jerome Gindla, even a little bit, uh, just a little bit more than him, I would say Bergeron. Um, and I would not even go to Chara levels. I mean, I would I would still stay with Bergeron being on top of uh, of Iginla. Um For me, if I had to give them an order, I would say the best one, has to be Bergeron. And I'm not a Bergeron fan. I mean, I up until recently, I guess, he kind of showed a little bit of, uh, of himself. Um, but I would say Bergeron, Jérôme Ginla. And the third one wasn't even mentioned by you guys. Obviously, Crosby is there somewhere. But uh, I would say is uh, Jonathan Taves. Um, you guys didn't mention mm-hmm. Jonathan Taves, but I think it's, it's, it's an honorable one. Another last honorable mention, I would say, is Corey Perry as well.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, can I can see that.
1: Minimum league guy doesn't even have a letter on it, but he's in charge of everything always going, going on. Uh, that's a real captain as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good. That's a good one. I think he when he was with Montreal, I would really consider him a pretty big, uh, pretty big guy in the locker room. So especially for younger guys, and that's exactly why they picked him up there in uh, Chicago. Okay. So that's yeah, that's smart. That's a good one. I was gonna say with Nathan McKinnon, um <laughs> Uh I, I can't I can't help but talk about chickpea pasta with that guy. And you know <laughs> so funny and, it, <laughs> and I think it's a testament to how much he cares about hockey. I mean I'm just looking at this guy's stats and you just forget how good this guy is. I mean, I love him. I love the like his playoff highlights are so sick. He is so good at hockey. He had a career year last year, no one talks about it. Um <laughs> the guy is just an animal, and I just uh, like Colorado, I would like. I don't have a second team. I I do watch other. I don't watch other teams, but I go to the like Canucks games. Um, I watched all the Colorado uh, playoff games when they went up to the because it was just so such a fun team to watch. And this guy really, I mean, and I'm so glad that this guy. You watch like some of the uh, spit and chicklets, like uh, sandbaggers, like the one with him and Crosby. That was so funny. Um, they did an interview with both of them, and you know he's a real. He's a real character, but I see what you mean. The guy's a real leader leader too. And I think it's a testament to how much he cares about his performance as well. Because he wants everyone to be, he tries to rally everyone up behind him and perform to his expectations, which is what you want in a leader.
1: Yep. Definitely. All right. Um next one is for me, is uh Megan Mika Kiprasov. I'm not sure if you guys were old enough to watch him play. Um he is getting his uh, jersey retired in Calgary. I guess that's uh, one positive note of the upcoming season. If if they can put everything together, that's going to be a good season for them, along with this addition. Um, I also like the hiring of Aginla, uh part of that organization now, as a special consultant, I think, or an assistant GM. I'm not sure which one. Uh, but Kiprasov, any any thoughts on him? Where uh, do you rank him? Ram? Uh, um,
0: Yeah, I'm not too too familiar with Kiprasov. I mean, and this is the. I mean, this is the same player that uh, wasn't he? Am I crazy or was he uh, a part of a ballot for the Hall of Fame? I believe so. I think he. And he was. Maybe I I don't know, or maybe that's someone else. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I never grew up with this. Like a lot of players, like I try and watch as much hockey, like old—not old old hockey. I mean, it's some some of it's really cool to watch, like how they played hockey in old, like the really olden days. Yeah. But I try to keep up with a lot of players that I hear, but i never watched. Um, I mean, this guy, this guy for Calgary. I mean, obviously, he was in San Jose. Um. For Calgary, I mean, this guy kind of really sustained. Uh, was consistent. I'd say he was consistent. It was. I mean, the, the 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 team. I mean, but it's actually insane. I, I don't know if you, Zach, you you know how many games this guy played in the season. I mean, right. on average, this guy <laughs> is is an animal. This guy played with. This guy played like seven seventy-five to seventy-six games a season. It's like, okay, where's is the backup even uh you know on the bench <laughs> like it was, uh, <laughs>
2: it's
0: like hey man just stay home. we'll use you the last ten games before the playoffs um that's, right. that's what they probably tell him um obviously, he missed the playoffs of the past uh last four years of his career and 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 I'm not gonna say I know this all on the top of my head, I'm looking at the stats, yeah. but
2: um yeah seventy games is
0: respectable, yeah, seventy wow seventy over seventy games a season, jeez, you don't see goalies, well, the goalies still do it, but Jeez, that's crazy. That's consistency. That's. that's
1: I would good. say that um, for those that maybe not haven't followed, I mean, when they when they made the the finals uh, and lost to to Tampa Bay, uh, that whole run that they had, and that was the cup, kind of the, the greatest run in modern history for the Flames. Um, and before that, like twenty years before they won the cup, um, I think it was '89, I believe. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is, for people that I don't know. Uh, Flames history, Uh, Kiprasov is probably the equivalent of Henrik Lundqvist for the Rangers. So, or maybe Carey Price for the Canadians. So, uh, was there better goalies in the past? Yeah, probably. But uh, the most iconic in recent history, that's who who comes to mind. And that's who's being retired uh, on the rafters. Zach, any thoughts on Kiprasov?
2: I mean, 74 games in 923 that year, that's wild. 42, 20, 11. Like you, you'll never see like you, all the boys that we talked about this year, Shesterkin, Sorokin, Saros, Hellebuck. Uh, well, maybe actually maybe Hellebuck. He's pretty close to that, but, uh, Vasilevsky, like you don't see him playing 74 games. Right. So like, that's wild. Like that's wild. Uh, um, I never really realized like what, like, I mean, 4,379 minutes and 40 seconds of play that year. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i'm looking at this this is again not Tom man i'm looking at this but that's that's crazy i'm that's all i can say i, I don't know too much about kip obviously he meant a ton to the Calgary flames organization uh i mean career 912 that's not easy to do um so uh he he deserves to get his um his number retired he's he obviously like you said he's like a lundquist to the flames um yep. you know he he obviously meant a ton to the Calgary flames and i mean uh to the flames that's what they're giving him back, and I, I think that's something that he should honor, and he's going to. And it's going to be probably one of the more positive nights of um, the Flames' uh, year this year, and hopefully, it's yeah. you know at the most positive um, because you know you kind of hope as a Flames fan they do better. But uh, yeah, he's as much as I can say, he's just you know, the guy. Got played almost all the games, so you know. Good on <laughs> yeah. <him. laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you look. What like, do you
1: it, mean a day
2: off?
0: <laughs> yeah day <laughs> off yeah well let me keep playing in 2000 i mean obviously he had a couple of days off here and in, in 2003 2004 um definitely not in the playoffs they lost the tampa bay lightning and game seven um but this guy put up uh, unreal stats that year it kind of tells you i mean I wonder who the the starting goalie for the do you know danny who the starting so goalie for the flames was and when they went for the, the cup i mean he was the goalie in the playoffs but in the regular season he only played thirty eight games in two thousand three two thousand and four
1: it's a good question kn- we gotta uh, we gotta have a flames uh we gotta do a flames guy at some point
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. flames guy well anyways this guy put up in uns- insane stats and something very interesting about that, well they lost so he had twenty six games played in the playoffs uh, they lost in game seven in the final to Tampa bay um one thing was what's interesting about that year is um it was an all-time record for total amount of shutouts in the in the season which was 192 shutouts in that in one in the season which is pretty crazy i mean obviously they made the goalie change or the goalie equipment changes recently i remember when they did that and instantly uh, my favorite goalies were suffering <laughs> and it's like okay you know is it up to the is it up to their skill or up to the pads um but you know at that time i think it was a lot hard. well i wouldn't say harder to score but it was a lot less scoring now it's like it's crazy i mean we had 5 Five fifty goals scores this year, right. um, two two sixty goal scores. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, I remember when Stancos did that, what was it, sixty, sixty-one or sixty? Um, you know, people thought that was unheard of. It was like, oh my God, like someone's in the cap era, someone's scoring sixty. And now it's like it's normal. Like, oh, you know, who's scoring a fifty this year? It's gonna be like uh, you know, Zemss Gergensen's probably. So <laughs> Yeah, that's my
1: uh, it, was, uh, it was it was a McLean, McLean, by the way. Who was
0: oh, the, OK, well, they guy. obviously said they obviously said screw off to him in the playoffs.
1: I don't know. I mean, he played <laughs> 26 during the regular season and 38 for Kipersov. But uh, still, we had a Roman Turek played 18. Again, I look like a genius here, but I'm just looking at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at me with all the historian, uh, and the rain man. OK. OK. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts before we move on. Arch,
0: nope. What are we talking about now? Um, I'll probably ask uh, Zach his opinion on this. Considering, I mean, obviously he's uh, he loves hockey in gen- general, but uh, considering you're from the GTA and and Toronto's a team pretty close to you, uh, and 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 like you said, it kind of all started. It, it's almost perfect. This question it almost started at uh, what was it, the Canadian Tire Centre. So uh, Guy Boucher is back in is not back, but is back in and now he's in Toronto. Uh, as an assistant coach, uh, do you have any opinions on that?
2: Well, you know, it's kind of wild that—and this is no disrespect to Sheldon Keefe, hes had a very nice start of his career, but uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's wild that you know their assistant coach has more accolades than uh, their head coach. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when we when we talk about Guy Boucher, this guy's not afraid to to open his mouth. Like he he <laughs> he, go, he goes after people, and you know he's. He's very hard on it about it, but I, I think that speaks a lot to, you know, what kind of coach he is and, and how he does things. Uh, you know, of course, he's not going to be the head coach at the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's not going to be able to call the shots, um, but he's going to be very important to that coaching staff. Um, you know, the way that like you saw how he uh, was coaching those those teams up up in Ontario and uh, and how he made sure that, you um, Things weren't, you know, easy for the opponent. And even when there was a call against them, uh, you, you'd see him, um, you know, foot over on the door, uh, you know, knocking the the ref's teeth out, uh, teeth out, you know, theoretically, of course. But yeah, uh, he's just. I really like the hire. Um, I think it adds a lot to what the Leafs lost. Um, of course, you can't fully, um, you know, replace one guy from another. One's different, but. Uh, I think that you know, with you know him being a head coach back in Tampa Bay, uh, obviously in you know in Ottawa, and then he goes down and you know does some other things, right? I mean, even uh, I don't know if you guys remember, he was he was helping Team Canada in 2009 at World Juniors, right? So um, he he's done a lot. The experience is wild, and I think it just adds to the coaching staff. I find that the Leafs, and this is me not being you know biased, I find that the Leafs usually put together pretty good coaching staff. Um they usually have like at least five assistants on the bench anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> five GMs. So uh, they always they always have um somebody to pitch in their opinion. But you know, I think that's important. Of course there gets to a point where there's too much, but uh I think you know that was a really nice uh hiring and um again this is just gonna see how it goes, but I really I really like it.
0: He he won the championship in the QMJHL that year that you're talking about. Uh he went to Team Canada, so that probably really helped his case. Um, I didn't know that he only really coached six years in the NHL, so that's very interesting. Um, I mean, if you talk about most recent memory of of Ottawa Senators' success, you probably talk to the point where, you know, um, they uh, they got eliminated by the Penguins uh, by one goal, and that was in 2016-17. He was the coach. I didn't know that he wasn't coaching the because um, he was in the Swiss League a head coach of Byrne Nessie. I didn't know that he wasn't head coach of the Senators when Montreal faced them in the first round in
1: 2014. He was he wasn't?
0: He wasn't. Because okay. he was a Tampa Bay head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also went to the third round, and then he went to the third round with uh, the Senators, um, and he's been out of the game for the past four years. So
1: He was. I know where he, he was as well. Where was he? It was on RDS, a TV, a TV station.
0: Ah,
1: oh, I did not okay. know that,
0: wow. I did not know that either. I mean, I've seen him, but I've seen his face somewhere,
1: but I completely forgot. Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, well, cool it with the cool, because uh, if you knew what I saw, uh, four years of uh, Guy Boucher, well, I mean, I think it was two years on RDS, <laughs> but uh, I got to know him pretty well from, I went from somebody who's never heard him speak before. I knew that he was a coach, and he had like that scar on his face, and he had that, Big eyes and facial expressions and energy, like you mentioned, Zach. Uh, but once you actually hear him talk, look, he has a very good reputation of uh, of being very knowledgeable and he knows his stuff. So maybe he's going to be able to talk the same language as, as someone like, you know, Marner and, and, and Matthews on the power play and stuff like that. He's very offensive. Um, he's not a defensive. I think he's going to be probably in charge of either the attack or, or the power play. Uh, but he is... He is uh let's just put it in a in a good way he's an old soul when it comes to 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 putting people to sleep um (laughs) i'm telling you i'm telling you right now um i'm not a huge fan of tree living and what he's doing right now with with with, uh, with toronto but this hire and either is going to make it or, or or break it um i think he's he's just joining a uh, things things can really go sour if if Matthews doesn't get locked in, Delanders doesn't get locked in. If they get eliminated again, uh, Keith gets fired. You know, new G, new new coach comes in and he replaces Boucher. So there's a lot of things that can go really really bad for this team really really quickly. So they really need to um uh you know figure things out really quickly in my mind. I think um you know what my issue with
0: because uh, Zach mentioned that in terms of accolades and stuff. Um, I have an issue with with teams getting a coaching staff that, in my opinion, and I mean, it always always ties back to Philadelphia with the the three guys there, uh, Lane Vigneault, Michelle Terrien, and uh, Mike <laughs> M- Mike Yo. I mean, geez, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Uh, you don't want these three, and I'm gonna say it: big egotistical. Wanna have the the. I, I need the last say, guys. And you got all three of them trying to work together. They're not going to work together. So I don't know if that's going to be the same thing with Sheldon Keith and B- Boucher. But I feel like Boucher might be calling a few more shots than we expect. Um, considering, you know, I wouldn't say Boucher has a lot to, to prove. But I don't really think Keith does either. Or not not to prove, but not a lot to show for. But I don't think Keith has a lot to show for, hey, I know what I'm doing. Uh, I think we'll Boucher might say, "Hey, listen, man, uh, we got to change something here." So, if if Keith gets fired at the end of the season, which is quite possible, depend like if they miss the playoff or they miss the the second round or whatever, uh, you could possibly see this guy getting maybe not long term, but bumped up to a head coaching spot for the Maple Leafs. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see for sure. Wow. we'll see that, yeah. Um. Speaking of another oh, in the, I, I talk about assistant coaches. Um, Washington has ex-Habs player and Habs coach Kirk Muller. Um, yeah, I'm not necessarily. Do you know a lot about Kirk Muller, Zach?
2: Um, I, I don't know a ton. I mean, you know, I think like in terms of what I know is that he did mean a lot to the um, Flames coaching staff. I don't really think that was. Uh, you know much of a surprise uh, i think that was actually a really nice hire by washington i think they did a lot right uh obviously they poached from the uh, i i believe they poached from the leafs if i'm not correct right um blank on his name right now what the uh, flames the it coach. was with the flames oh no no i mean they 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 grabbed as a head coaching position from the leafs i'm just forgetting is the, the oh, assistant really? coach's oh. name um, um but uh they what they what i will say is is that the the Washington Capitals have, have put together a really nice squad here in terms of coaching staff. But what I will also say is that Kirk Muller, as much as I know about him, um, he he did mean a lot to the Calgary Flames, you know, staff. Uh, I think it will take a hit. Although um, I think they'll be okay. I think they're gonna have a little bit of bounce back here. But again, it's 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 all about what they see fit.
0: Yeah, Spencer Carberry.
2: Yes, exactly. I actually really okay. like him uh (laughs) interesting
0: yeah he's from Victoria. okay um kirk Muller also meant a lot to montreal i mean when we fired uh ducharme sorry no i don't know if we we
1: fired he was not there for that shit show no yeah he was there with julian (laughs) but not
0: with that yeah the shit show uh yeah so they fired julian on top of Muller. Uh, A lot of people were upset that Mueller had to go. It's kind of like, what the hell? Like, just why don't you get rid of uh, Julian? Um, What was funny is he was very good. Uh, I think he won us against Vegas, right, Kirk Muller? No, sorry. No, it was Mike Richardson. That was Mike Richardson. Mike or Brad?
1: Anyway, it's one of them. (laughs)
0: Um, It's 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 Brad. It's Brad, sorry. Brad Richardson, coach for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kirk Muller, I mean, kind of halves captained at one point. Um, you know, love player. I think it would have been nice for him to stick around with the organization, but I think it's a good hire. I don't know where Washington's going to be going, going to be at the end of the season. I mean, tying in another thing, I mean, maybe you can talk more to this, Zach, but uh, Backstrom and his health update. Um, any thoughts on him being healthy? I mean, it was a, an I believe it was announced that he's his back's doing okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, when we talk, that's just one thing we have to point out here, is that the Washington Capitals are in a very interesting spot when it comes to their centers. Um, obviously, Backstrom has been dealing with the injuries for a while now. He seems to be doing better, if I'm correct. Um, but the big thing you have to look at here is if Kenny Kuznetsov wants to leave, right? So you have Nicholas Backstrom, who is, you know, you hope that he's not going to be hurt, but most likely he will, might have that, you know, kind of like revamp of being hurt. And then you also have Dylan Strom, who had a massive breakout year last year. I'm pretty sure he had over 60 points. I think it was like 65 points. Um, He was playing really well. So you have that kind of spot in there, but if you're the Washington Capitals, you really have to think, If we're not going to get a massive package or a good package for Evgeny Kuznetsov, we're trying to compete. We have Ovechkin. We just signed Tom Wilson to this massive contract. We just signed Max Pacioretty. uh, You know, like what are we going to do in this situation, right? So, Mm -hmm, yeah. In in terms of Backstrom, um, I think that you know, as far as I know, he said he's been doing well. Watched, and as far as we all know, said he's progressing well in terms of you know just in in training and, and getting back into free season and all that, right? Um, you kind of have to go along with what's going on. Uh, but the center position is going to be very interesting for the Washington Capitals this year in terms of Backstrom. And if he's going to stay healthy, which I hope he does, because, you know, I actually really like watching him play. I don't really talk about him enough, but, um, you know, he's a really good player. We just haven't really seen him in a while. Um, and then Kuznetsov, what's going to happen with him, and then where's Strong going to go, right? Is he going to move up, or is they're just going to stay like that? If not, I really like their center positions. But in terms of Backstrom, um, as far as I know, he's doing well. Uh, he's on pace to be on, the, I think, the second line, as long as Kuznetsov's there. And um, the Caps are going to be fighting for... I don't really know what they're going to be fighting for. I don't really know if there's... For me, I think I had him at, like, number six in the Metro. So... You know, it's going to be really interesting. It, it just depends, right? But, um, yeah, Backstrom, as far as I know, he's doing well. So, uh, hopefully, he can kind of get going there.
0: Wow. I mean, yeah, like, Pat Shreddy, Oshie, and Backstrom as a second line. Is that very interesting? Um, I almost am I, – I don't know if – like, I don't know if this has any substance to it, but I've heard that Washington fans aren't necessarily uh, – Happy with Kuznetsov as the number one center. Um, I, I don't know if that holds any substance. I don't know if you've seen anyone. Maybe you reported this on your TikTok and 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 you've had some some fans tell you like, hey, Kuznetsov sucks or he's great or what. But I don't know. I, I remember hearing some sort of trade rumors around him last season. Um, it would be nice if Backstrom was up there with Ovechkin again. But I mean, like you said, I mean, if this 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 big back surgery. Which he, apparently he's doing way better, um, and he he has to prove himself in training camp. If if it's as, you know big as it says, I, I don't see num- I don't see first line ice time doing him any good, especially at his age. Um, it's, it's an old team. Um, you got I mean you got some younger guys, but like geez, like you got some some definitely some guys going up in age. Uh, you you know like Jensen Carlson, Backstrom, Reddy, Ovechkin, oh like Oshie. I mean, this team is 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 definitely going to eventually be on the decline. I think they're just hanging on. Um, but Baxham's a huge, huge part of it. And, th- th- like, for years I underrated this guy. But if he's up in there in the top six, that helps him a lot because they didn't have him last season. So, um, yeah, that'd be good. And and if he's on the power play with Ovechkin, that's, that only helps Ovechkin. So, Danny, any thoughts?
1: For both. I mean, for Washington, I would say I was – kind of taking a look at the lineup while you guys were talking. And I agree with uh, with both of you um, on on the roster and, and where they're projected to be. I think um, the only thing that I completely disagree with is uh, Kirk Muller. He's one of those guys that has an impeccable reputation. He's a coach. He's a player's coach. He's um he's had, you know, don't forget he was a head coach in, in Carolina as well at some point, uh, mm-hmm. just before Rod Brindamore. So, okay, he's got reputation and he's got the pedigree for it, the experience. But at the same time, yeah, the results are not there. Uh, Carolina never made it uh, past anything with them. Um, when he was in Montreal, we, we consistently had the worst power play ever. Um, and, I mean, obviously, didn't that didn't really improve after he <laughs> left. But still, uh, he went to Calgary. I mean, I don't know what, what kind of impact he had there. But um, I'm not expecting much when you have your goalies, Arlingren and and Kemper. I don't think you should expect much from this team. Um, but they're going to have that firepower. Uh, one other center that you guys didn't mention is also, um, what's his name? Uh, Dylan Strom as well. He's one. Of th- I think he was a third round, a third overall pick. And we've, we've been waiting for this guy to, to
0: become... Is Zach mentioned him. Zach mentioned, uh, yeah, oh, the 60... I did, I did. but okay. Yeah, 60 <laughs> points.
2: He deserves the praise. Honestly, he does. Okay, well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see where that stuff goes. I mean, everyone's uh, cap uh, is, is completely to the, to the limit, um, so I can't imagine him going to a contender. I could. Don't forget, he's, he's at 7.8. I mean, even if you that half, I don't think uh, any team has the space for him. I can see him, you know, helping out and, and maybe having some chemistry with Malkin in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, that would be a good fit. I, I know he's, he's a center as well, but you get the point. Like a Russian player coming in. That whole, you know, Pittsburgh when they had a lot of success, they still had some, uh, some sort of a reg- Russian delegation in there with Gonchar and and Young Malkin and all these things. Um, I think I think a good fit for him is uh, is uh, is, uh, is uh, Toronto. So uh, not Toronto, sorry, is uh, is Pittsburgh. So we'll see if Dubis can make that happen um, to bring him in.
0: Yeah, Which, I I agree, hundred percent. I Kirk Muller is very interesting. Um, yeah, th- it's not like it's really improved, but I don't know that team is that that team has it's on his last breath. I mean, it's very similar to Pittsburgh. We have always compared them to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, legacy stuff like that. I think Pittsburgh's done a better job. Obviously, they're trying to put it all in. But I'll tell you um, one thing,
1: though. Uh, yeah. If if O V gets the record, I want that pass to be from Baxter. Mhm. I agree, 100%. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That 100%. puck is gonna be very expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, talking about other players being back. I mean, someone we talked about earlier in the podcast, Ben Bishop. He's back as a as a player development coordinator. Um, any thoughts on this? Now go to Danny. Danny.
1: Uh, I believe that that was in Dallas, right? I think, guys. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. He stayed within the yeah. organization. He's one of those guys. I think we might be hearing the same thing coming from uh, in Byron and Montreal uh, in September as well. Uh, so yep. don't be shocked if you hear about that. But at the same time, you know, for Ben Bishop, I mean, people tend to forget about him really, really quickly just because of the uh, the success that Fassi had. Uh, but at some point... You know there were people questioning why get rid of Bishop when you have uh, sorry when why why keep Vasilevsky when you have someone like Bishop why would you trade someone like that and um, yeah he's he's he's, he's the Halak of, of of Montreal March I think he's he's one of those people when it comes mm. to Tampa
0: that's a good um, that's a good um, comparison
1: yeah so I don't know um, maybe he's, he's going to be coaching goalies or providing leadership or not sure what he was going to do. Uh, if you ever get someone from from the Dallas uh, fan base on, uh, we can definitely talk more about that and what he means to the community.
0: It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have this guy on the team um, at all. I mean, same similar to what Montreal wants to do with Byron, doesn't hurt at all to have someone who is close to the team is valuable to the team, uh, still working with the team. Zach, any opinion on this?
2: Uh, I mean, like you know, with Ben Bishop, like. I, I feel like, again, I don't know too too much about Ben Bishop, uh, but, you know, it feels like any team that he was on, he was very well liked, uh, even in Dallas and up to the point where, you know, unfortunately he was dealing with injuries and he, he just couldn't get back. Uh, and I, I really didn't like to see that. I I really liked him as a goalie. I thought he was really interesting, just like this this big guy who, who came over. He was from, the first one Exactly. Like he, he was, I really liked him, and it, it, it was sad uh, to see. You know, he's 36 now. It's kind of weird to think about, but um, okay. it's 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 kind of sad to see how his career ended. But it's nice how it's transitioned into this role with Dallas. Um, and you know, even now being you know in there and and kind of being in that more like not like a coaching role. Of course, he's not on the bench, but just like I guess a leadership role in in general. Like it'll be it'll be really nice to see. I'm pretty sure he's. If I'm correct, he's actually uh, director of player development. Uh, so that that'll oh, really? be interesting to see. Yeah. So I, I think that's his role for uh, 2023 and, and on oh, for the Dallas okay. stars. But that makes um, sense. You know, he he's definitely an impact on the on the organization in a positive way. So it's really nice to see
0: it says um, uh, basically what his, his role will focus on is the process of bringing in new players into your team and develop them, developing them into higher level hockey players that can compete at the next level and advance in their hockey playing curves, yada yada. Um, something with this guy, and it's it's really funny and you you'll never feel this way again because you see Vasilevsky, and obviously you see Vasilevsky and you're like, hey, he's a good goalie, but he never really had the same the same i don't know the same presence as Ben Bishop when he was with Tampa because if you like, I just remember when Montreal versed them in 2014-15, and we got, you know, killed by them in, in the second round. And I remember the, Ben Bishop was the goalie. And you 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 go up against this guy, and it's like you see him in the net because they do all the you know, they show the goalie record and stuff. And it's like, holy shit, they got, like, a sumo wrestler in there. Like, this guy's mm-hmm. huge. And, like, the goalie equipment at the time was was bigger. So it just looked like there was no, there was no room behind him to shoot. And he was very good, and I just obviously there's some highlights of him when you know when he clashed with uh who was that on his team was a headman um and Seabrook scored that was really funny um yeah so he's a he's has a, but he's a very good goalie I've always liked him um I thought he didn't do as good as people said in Dallas, but I guess he had some good good times um but I always look at him as 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 a really good Tampa Bay goaltender um but yeah, I'm glad that he's he's sticking around for sure. I like that. Um, I got a question for you, Zach. Um, yeah, of course. Upcoming season, 2024. Mm-hmm. Name me one young NHL player who you think will break out.
2: You know, um,
0: and <laughs> I gotta, and, and, I gotta. And, and, and his number should be 22, and his number <laughs> should or his name should be Cole something. Okay, go. Uh, <laughs> so. Thanks, by the way, for,
1: for not having me go first because I'm going to have to think about this. With, uh, so, sec. Um,
2: like, if I had to think about one off the top of my head, I mean, Cole Caulfield does make sense in terms of being on Montreal. It'll definitely be harder for him in a tough Atlantic. Montreal's going to have a tough mm-hmm. time. Uh, yeah. But I could see that being uh, one. But I feel, I think one person, and I said this as one of my, my hot takes, is that, um, you know, Alexi Lafreniere could be one of them. But I will Mm. pitch this to people as that one individual who should be, and I say should be because he could be moved down before the start of the season uh, in terms of this position, is Quinton Byfield. He's fully Ah. healthy. He should be playing in the top six in L.A., which is going to be very, very good. So if he is up there, I could see Quinton Byfield having a nice breakout season uh, in L.A. And I think I think that's that's one player I would look for. Um, now I, I know a lot of people uh, like myself, the hot take would want to say Lafreniere, but I mean, you know, playing in, um, he was a pretty, pretty good third line there in New York. He's not going to get top six minutes. I don't think so. It's definitely harder in that way. So I could see someone like Byfield, field, uh, Caulfield, cool even though you mentioned that's a joke, like you could see that yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you could, you kind of could say like you already li- lab, like a little shine of a breakout, but not a full breakout, of course. Uh, so, um, I'll be interested to see if Cole Caulfield does something like that. But my pick is Quentin Byfield. Uh, I, th- I think that's a pretty safe one. I think that's one that people, I wouldn't say would be like massively surprised about, but they'll be like, you know, maybe I'm forgetting about him right now just because of, you know, he hasn't exactly lived up to that, um, you know, high overall status. Yeah. That's what you uh,
1: you're going to tell us, uh, Jet Wu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to probably go here with. Uh, I mean, it's an obvious choice. I think I have to go with Joel Armia. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, there's, um, there are some guys that come to mind. Um, I'll say three. Um, I just, and I, I'm looking at like a list of of young NHL players uh, in the league, and a couple of them come to mind. One of them is probably, uh, one that was probably, He was he was on the rise for the caliber last year. And I had made an actual, like, money bet uh, on Bet365. And I'm not going to ad- advertise Bet365 because they banned me. But uh, screw you guys. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I made a bet and won some money for Maddie Baneers winning the calendar. But I was very scared of uh, uh, Pyotr Kochetkov uh, in K- Carolina, the goalie. Um, they still have uh, Anderson and Ranta, I know. But this guy is really good. Like, they sent him down. And this guy had some... He, he had a good record. He he definitely had some really good games, and a couple games he was not good, and it really brought his stats down. This guy I could see you know making a push, uh, especially because Anderson Aranta might you know they have an injury history. Uh, okay. Columbus I do like Columbus a lot. There's guys like Fantilli, but Ken Johnson he's actually um, from here in Vancouver, um, and that's someone I really like and I could see uh, doing some damage. Um, especially if he's playing with Fantilli, I mean that's going to be a fun, fun line. Yeah. Um, to tell you the truth, I mean, there's obviously a few. Obviously, like Alex Newhook on Montreal, he's going to get a bigger role. It's all about bigger roles and stuff. Um, I might mention one other. Uh, Boston Bruins recently got a guy named. Uh, oh, Danny, you should know this guy, uh, Morgan yeah. Geeky. Yes, sir. Yeah, and obviously with, uh, you know, uh, Boston not having any more centers now, uh, (laughs) a day later, um, and this guy's your newest acquired center, um, obviously he's not necessarily a top uh, six guy, but he might have to develop into one. I could see that guy breaking up, Um, and he's still pretty young. So, uh, Geeky, Morgan Geeky. John Ken Johnson, I really like him, and I could see him doing something, doing some damage. A new hook of Montreal, maybe Lucas Raymond or something with Detroit, but Detroit, I I'm someone Zach, you'll you'll see this in our previous episodes. I'm I'm Iserplan exposer. Okay, I don't like the Iser plan. <laughs> I don't like the Iser plan. I, I'm I'm against the Iser plan. I think it's a fraudulent plan. But <laughs> anyways, enough of the Iser plan. I just but Lucas Raymond's a good player, and I think um he should be able to to come out as well. There's some there's there's some guys. They're they're definitely young players in the league that are going to be getting more ice time. Mm-hmm. Um that that definitely will have an opportunity here. So uh, I could name you so many more. It seems I, I don't know. It's crazy. Danny, how about yourself.
1: Well. First of all, we got to do an episode just before the season starts where we predict these kind of things. You know, we we do this every time me and you, march. uh, even before the podcast, we used to do this as well. The Mm -hmm. beginning of each year. Uh, Maybe we'll do uh, maybe we should record this at some point and invite some people. Anyways, um, listening to you guys, I think Zach's uh, by field is is a hot take, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, I like it a lot. I think it's very smart. It got me kind of thinking of who I want to say. But I also think the new hook one from you, March, is really, really good as well. Um, that's an interesting one for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: anyone who's gonna play with Fantelli is gonna have success. But I would say for me, uh Gabe Villardi. I think he he has oh, to yeah. he has to come out at some point. Um I also met Beniers as well. So I think those two for me are the ones that I'm looking at the most. Um I think this is the year where Carter Hart either and career yeah. or he, yeah. he becomes a goalie. So, and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's one of yeah. those things. Um, and I'm going to say one more just just to throw the heck out of it. Um, uh, Sam Bred as well. Here we go. I love
2: wow. that pick. I love that pick. Oh, here we go. I really like that. <laughs> that I'll also, I'll throw out Cole Perfetti, another Winnipeg Jet. i okay, throw yeah. that out too. Very good and, and, right. I know my
0: buddy Josh will really love that one.
2: I really okay. like that Montembeau pick. I do. Excellent. I, do. I think he's okay. going to say what I you think
0: want. We, I think we need to have a, an episode before the season between uh, just uh, Danny and Zach here about Sam Montembeau Yeah. Let's see. So, I have a
1: question. <laughs> you know, like when Petrie surpassed Weber as being the best defenseman on that team, can can we say that that was a breakout or not really? Because the guy was already like 34 years old. But what do you think? <laughs> uh, I, just quickly, like this. Uh, let me ask you this: like, yeah or nay? Like, what, what do you think? Was that a breakout year for Petri? Not really. Yeah, when he surpassed uh, Weber as being the best defenseman on that on that roster. Um, no. Okay, because if I know, you're gonna say yeah. yes, I didn't know that actually. For those listening, I wouldn't know. We didn't plan this. Um, but if you were gonna say yes, I would say that this would be the year for Circachev, for Hedman. But I don't know. Yeah, I think a
0: breakout year. There's a difference between a breakout year and uh, a hot streak. Okay. Um, you have to look at a breakout year like like Jack Hughes in New Jersey. It wasn't just one where he just you know, hey, this season I'm gonna do well. Next season I'm ass again, or I'm a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like yeah. like you're you're breaking out into the player you're supposed to be. Um, Petrie was already that player. He just got a bigger role because Weber died. So. Yeah. Um, and then you look at him now, I mean, he's getting traded for, for U-Haul and I mean, <laughs> so, uh, wish yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, I think, yeah, there's players that have broken out. I, there is a question who has broken out as a recently, um, a I young player that that has, has broken out. So, can cousin, we think man. cousins? Yeah. The, Matt, Matt Boldy, I'd probably say too. H. Thompson. Cousin. Hey, Sean. H. H. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, that's that's a pretty big breakout because no one expected. it. It's like holy heck, this guy turned into like the best player, the best yeah. like a Mikko Rantanen on steroids. Um, yeah, that's the, yeah. There's there's definitely some good ones. I'm Just trying to think of anything else. Rangelo? Yeah, but well, he was good in St. Louis.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the, guy is, the guy is like 43 years old. So. <laughs> uh, Mar- uh, Mark
0: Edward Vlasic's gonna break out because Carlson's gone. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Martin Jones is finally gonna get a career year here coming up. I'd say Jason uh,
2: Robertson actually. Jay Rob. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Suzuki hasn't. Uh, okay. I know which it,
2: one. I know which one. Go, go ahead.
0: Tolvan. Yeah, Tolvan insured. But I, but you have to look at it as like, is it a hot streak, or is it, you know, because he's on a new team and he's, you know, and then is he gonna go back to normal, or is he gonna, you know, um. 'Cause look at Juren, like he got fifty points in two seasons with Montreal, and then we're like, okay, is he gonna break out? And he, he broke down, like <laughs> so uh <laughs> you <broke> know
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, just the engine sputtering. Um yeah, those are pretty good.
2: Uh Danny, anything? No,
1: I don't I, that's it. I just had Tolvin and what about you? Dan?
2: Okay. Dumb strong, I should say. Dumbstrong. That's a good yeah, that's a good one.
0: Danny, just remember that one, okay, this time. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I probably say I like, I like Boldy. I never thought that guy would become anything, (laughs) but he's pretty good too. I like Boldy cousins too, but yeah. All right, Danny, any, uh, questions, any other questions
1: for us? Um, when we look at the teams, like in the NHL, uh, we'll go through the next ones here pretty quickly. So, um, you know, there was a question that I saw on X. Or Twitter. Um, uh, one thing that I saw was uh, was a good question. I thought, you know, I, it's kind of a it's the best way to pick a fight with people on Twitter. I think is the question was which NHL city is considered a hockey town? Oh, and cool. I wanna I wanna in, invert this question because I don't think we have quite, we have time to go through the thirty two teams or the thirty one teams. Was it thirty two or thirty uh, one? Thirty two. Thirty two okay. Thirty two thoughts. That's right. Okay. Exactly. So, okay. Um. We don't have time to go through each one by one, but I would say this is the best way to make enemies, guys. Now is your, is your chance. <laughs> Take a look at the league. Tell me which team, in your opinion, is not a hockey
0: a hockey. Team. Oh, not a hockey team. Oh, market. Geez. That's,
1: a, and, that's And a... keep in mind, we're going to do everything we can to get someone from that fan base on. So... Oh,
2: God. Okay, well. Unless um... you guys want to go with, with
1: mm. NHL teams one by we
0: one. Can, we, yeah. we, can, we can name one of each. Okay, not a hockey market and probably our favorite hockey market or our biggest what we consider a big hockey market and it isn't obvious I mean sure we can talk about Montreal but I mean you know maybe pick let's avoid else. the
1: original six let's uh, let's avoid the original okay six. yeah
0: yeah How about that's them? that's a, that's a good one okay I've got yeah. one who is I'm trying to think of Same. one who so Zach I don't know if you've got uh um, oh, God, I don't want to do it. Uh, okay. I can, do,
2: I can go first. No, I mean, like, I, I just, like, I have it. I just don't want to say Oh,
0: it. he doesn't want to, yeah, you know, he's going to lose um, about uh, 9,000
2: okay. followers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just feel bad. Okay, so, um, if I had to pick a hockey market outside of the original six, big one, Minnesota, easily. I mean, you look at that place called hockey, uh, like, it's, it's state of hockey, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Um, and then when we look at... When we look at a market that isn't, um, <laughs> you know, it's one that That's just obvious. sticks out like a sore thumb. And I'm and to be, and I'm going to put two. I'm going to put two right now to make it fair. Okay. Arizona is the obvious one, of course. I, I don't like it, but I really hope it gets better there. Um, the second one, and again, a little bit bigger, but not massive. San Jose. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. That's said, like it's not, I mean, like take you know, over they, the team. Yes. Let's, let's be honest here I mean, like their teams, it's not It's not a, a massive hockey market, but we look at it like when they're not good, like it's it's not good, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I'll put yeah, them yeah. down there no hate to those teams though, I, lo- I love the Coyotes, I think they're going to be, my hot take this year is top 20 in the NHL, so I really hope they do I agree.
1: March?
0: Okay, I got I got three things to say Um, and no, it's not that that video, you know, the guy saying, God bless our troops, God bless America, and (laughs) gentlemen, start your engines. No, no, those are not the three things. Um, One, I think every Canadian market except Toronto, okay, and I'm not going to say this, okay, Toronto fans, okay, relax. Uh I'm not saying that, like, hey, (laughs) Toronto's not a hockey market. But if you have an NBA team and an MLB team, and every other Canadian market with a hockey team doesn't have any of those things, you know, I'm I'm giving like passion towards those teams, to tell you the truth, because that's all they have. Like Vancouver, I'm giving Vancouver, and this is obviously unbiased, but in a way it is because I've seen them firsthand. Like these guys are passionate. Like when the team sucks, the the they they they, they fly planes with banners say t- t- saying fire the GM. Like they're crazy. And <laughs> But And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact We don't have an MLB team, we don't have an NBA team It's just the Canucks, we obviously have CFL No one cares And we have MLS And obviously MLS is going up But that's mainly in Florida For interesting reasons yeah. Um, But if I had to go with um A market that's a hockey market Vancouver And if I had to go with one that isn't a hockey market And I'm going to say it I don't give a shit <laughs> uh i'm probably gonna get attacked here um and and it's very strange me saying this because i give them praise for what they do for hockey but i don't give their fans praise okay um okay. is 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 is
1: vegas Ooh. oh okay uh, we gotta end the, end the episode here.
2: Right? <laughs> listen oh i just i have, it just I to it, to
1: completely disagree here
0: uh hey <laughs> let's, let's have a disagreement episode, okay? We have a lot of episodes to do before the, before, before the start of the season here. But with Vegas, I'll give my reasoning here. Obviously, the biggest one is their Stanley Cup celebration. The, what, and this is almost me saying this. They're not in the hockey business. They're in the entertainment business. So they're they go to the hockey games not to watch someone climb up the standings and points or watch the favorite players. They're there to... Be entertained. Now, I find hockey markets, what real hockey markets do, is they don't need to entertain. Like, they will do the whole gimmick of, like, the, you know, hey, like, flashing lights and stuff. But you go there whether they do it or not. But I think a big, but but I think what really gets Vegas talking, or, or what people talk about Vegas is, hey, they do these shows, and everyone's talking, hey. And obviously, they're probably passionate fans, but they're so new. And... You know, like, I to tell you the truth, like, I hey, I might get killed here for saying this, but I consider Seattle already a better hockey fan base.
1: Um, uh, Let's not go crazy. Now.
0: But the thing is this. Okay. But I'm not saying the organization hasn't done wonders for the city because they're built like the, you know, they had the um on uh, 32 thoughts. They had the uh, owner of the Knights, one of the owners, at least he was talking about um how they're already building or they like Vegas has the Knights have brought. Professional sports to Vegas, so they've got uh, other major sports teams there. They're building like they have plans for like six community rinks in in neighbors neighborhoods in Vegas. So that's huge for the game. I'm not saying Vegas hasn't grown the sport. I'm not saying it hasn't done wonders for you know Nevada and stuff like that. But I'm just saying that like the fan base and when it comes to hockey, I don't think Vegas. I think entertainment. I still think slot machines and stuff. So you know, and maybe that maybe it's 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 almost a symptom of having too much glamour taking away from being true to just the sport, because if you look at Montreal, it's history, heritage, any original six team is about that with, with some of these teams, they almost have to do a little too extra and talking about San Jose. I think it's a really good one because I think what gives Vegas the upper advantage, obviously, because they, everyone talks about how they were given a good team. San Jose was never given a good team when they expanded, they had one of the worst records in the league. So how do you expect to gain fans when your team is getting 10 wins a season? So I think that really screwed um San Jose, but I'm not letting Vegas get away with it just because they got <laughs> sold out sold out seats. Sure, people go to the games, but I think for other reasons. The 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 deciding factor for all this is that Stanley Cup celebration when they won. I just I'm I'm calling them out here, Vegas fans. What the heck <laughs> is the golf clap? Like you gotta like listen, in, in Vancouver or Montreal, any Canadian team, people go naked. Okay. There it was like people on their phones, the guys, you know, hey, that's pretty cool. Come on, this is a fucking anyways. Um my blood pressure's going up. Uh Danny? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good. I got you guys talking. That was a good question. I actually, um, so Zach, I was about to say San Jose, but I, I was actually glad that you did because I had to change my mind and I'd pick another one, and my pick actually was better than San Jose. So I'm going to start with the hate mm. now, and then I'll mention the hockey team, the hockey town. I, one market that I think is not a hockey town in any way is Tampa Bay.
0: I was actually oh. going to say this.
1: I was actually going to say
0: that before I said Vegas.
1: <laughs> they won the cup. And like 20 minutes later, it was empty parking lot, and everyone was back to their bingo. Like it's, (laughs) I uh, I have to say, um, I I think Tampa Bay is is the equivalent of your Iser plan, uh, March. Uh, uh, um, Yeah, so I'll have to say Tampa Bay. You'll never see someone in. I mean, I've I've been to Florida before. I'm not sure about you guys. I I went to Florida. I went to. I've never seen anyone wearing a Panthers. Uh, hat or a Tampa Bay hat, nothing like that. Um, The arena looks like nothing. So uh, in my mind, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it looks like, you know, those marinas that uh, park your boat and stuff. That's what the arena looks like. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, a lot of hate, a lot of hate for Tampa Bay. I
0: will, uh, I will like, I would like to say that uh, for anyone listening, listen, Zach doesn't agree with any of this. He's just he's 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 a passenger on our tirade. Uh, you know he's he's got his opinions, but listen, he probably really likes these markets. You want to come after us, come after Danny and I, yeah. but uh, but I do agree, and I think and and, and I'm, not, I, I'm giving. Th- I
1: mean, but I'm giving. I can send you like the tape of of the the series of against uh, Toronto. That first round.
0: Oh yeah! Oh look, yeah! Look,
1: look at look at a game from Toronto. It, uh, the the roof is gonna go go off. Yeah. And look at the one in, in Tampa Bay and it's I, like a library. So
0: I I I will say this, okay, because I've always called Toronto a library when you know, the difference between Bell Center and, and the ACC, I still like to call it Screw Scotia Scor- Bank. Yeah. You know, the difference I would say, hey, you know, like Toronto, you guys, you know, you guys are a library. But then it was very eye opening because, you know, Danny and I were really looking forward to that series. A lot of people lot. were. And it was it was really underwhelming because uh, because obviously the games are kind of you know the scores and stuff and the I don't know it just was really underwhelming. But then when you went to Tampa Bay and it was just like and you know what I think this is not because they're so successful in hockey. I think it's a I think it's too much success not just in hockey but in the city. Like they're a champion town. Um, with their I think what was it their and and like they've all in all their pro sports they've won recently. I think like MLB and, and NFL. So, or NBA, I don't know. Like, I don't follow any of these, so someone can sue me, sue me. But the Tampa Bay, they also did really well, the Lightning. I just think it was it was almost too much success. And, you know, what, what comes out of it, you know, you, you go outside the ACC and Toronto fans are all, like, you know, filled the streets and they're all cheering like crazy. And, you you know, they have a zoom in on all their faces, crying or laughing or, you know, doing both. And then you go to Tampa and everyone's, you know, like chatting with each other in lawn chairs. And it's like, what the heck's going on out here? Okay. And and I think that's what kind of speaks to a hockey town. But that doesn't mean that they don't do wonders for their community or whatever. That's not a speak against the team or their organization. It's just like the fans. Like the and and like I said, maybe it's success. Maybe it's too much success. Like Vegas has been good. They only missed the playoffs once. Like they won the Cup like five years in. They may they won the final, they went to the final in year one. So maybe it's too much success leads to no like, you know, like, like, say with Montreal, Vancouver, not winning the cup for 50 years, they go to the final. Of course, everyone's going to be crazy. Like, everyone's going to be going nuts because they're, they, they never been there or, or they could almost grasp their first cup. But like with Vegas, it's like all they've known is success. Tampa, as of recent years, all they've known is success. So I think there's a bit of an excuse there, but I, I agree with Danny on Tampa. I think some yeah. people agree with Vegas, but I do like, um, I do like uh, Zach's pick for Minnesota as a hockey because for a lot of years, a lot of years, I did not look at Minnesota. Well, to tell you the truth, I just didn't even, if you told me, hey, name all the teams, I would always miss them because they were quite irrelevant to me. Now, of recent years, you know, Kaprasov came in and they really came on the map. But to tell you the truth, as of recently, they've also fallen off a bit, but you don't really realize how much it does for the state. Like they call it the state of hockey. And I was like, ah, come on, like that can't be real. (laughs) Well, I looked into it and they do a lot of hockey programs. They do a lot. Like it's, 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 everyone talks hockey. It's the wild. They got, they got really good sellouts for games. I mean, they do really well. So if, and they've kind of, I wouldn't say a favorite, but there's, there's markets that, that have more of them that don't do as well or don't have as passionate fans. And I think Minnesota does that pretty well.
1: Well said. Um, for me, uh, for me, a good market would be, it's a stretch, but I would say other Colorado or LA. It's a stretch. I know it's a stretch, but uh, I like the Colorado uh, pick. Yeah, I like the Colorado.
0: Colorado one, yeah, the fans and I
1: like is LA. The, LA, do you see it in the movies? Like you see Will Ferrell with the, with the you know, in his movies with like with the, ashton kutcher and whatever like you see it sometimes in the movies the kings are you know not the lakers but they're still there you know you see it sometimes so uh, and all the celebrities as well they go there so they kind of like the rangers of the west in my mind. yeah i i like it and i
0: also think there's a lot of there's a lot of talk around the kings for how much they have in la like you know what i mean like they've got the lakers they've got uh, who knows what I, i don't you know question me here but you know la's like if you were to talk about the the ducks or the sharks it's not as much as la like la is kind of like a bit of a talk you'll see a bunch of people wearing king stuff you see you know celebrities like you said you know snoop dogg all that stuff uh but snoop dogg yeah, wears exactly. every jersey um but yeah i, I, I that's
1: you, a Zach? good thing unless we're gonna we we'll kind move on unless you have any last thoughts
2: no 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 i gave mine i think i think i, I don't want to Dive too deep in other people's uh, <laughs> other people's fandom because I might uh, I might yeah, okay. a few feathers. Uh, so
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing. I mean, maybe it was unfair for me to ask, but like we didn't have time to go through 32. Right? We kind of still spent a little bit of time on this, but oh, I okay.
2: Okay.
1: yeah. Um, all right. Um, one thing that's been bothering me, March, is uh, the, all the talk about Eric Carlson. I think everyone like automatically uh, disc- discards uh, Subban and what he was in the league. Not to forget, at some point, the same way that Hughes was at the same level as Makar and people were debating which one is better. You know, now we know the obvious answer to that. Um, but at some point, there was talks of Subban against Eric Carlson. And people yeah, tend to was. forget about that. And I just, you know, the Subban fan in me just can't. It, it's bothering me a little bit. I just wanted to mention that. Um, yeah, any thoughts on this? Unless we can quickly move on on this. Um I'll probably pass over to Zach in a second,
0: but I'm just looking at his stats here because I want to compare one year between them. Um, 2015. But keep in mind he was a
1: shutdown guy as well. Like, um, okay. when Eric so, Carlson was playing, he had Eric uh, Park Methot play with him and shut down with him. So,
0: yeah, PK had to do a lot uh, on his own. PK was, yeah, PK. <sighs> Listen, PK was a very good defenseman. He did take a, a few too many penalties for my liking when he was with Montreal. But who gives a shit? Um, The guy, the guy put up good points. He he played, he performed in the playoffs. I, at that time, yes, that was the, the conversation. I think they were being paid around the same too. Or maybe, maybe Eric Carlson was cheaper. I'm not too sure. Um, But like, it was, that prime was, was with Eric Carlson was in Ottawa. PK was in Montreal and those two were going at it. And, you know, those two were both number one defensemen on their teams, respectively. And I I did, um, he won a Norris with Ottawa, right, uh, Carlson? I don't know. He, Zach, he, do you know?
2: He, <laughs> oh, God, I think he did with a Norris. Um, Well, I mean, he won a Norris this year. Well, he won th- really, you know, but, but <laughs> uh, I'm not sure with Ottawa. I honestly don't know. I know Subban won one in 2014-15 with the Habs.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. 2012, 2013, and it was actually, uh, it was actually Carlson that won with, uh, uh, Ottawa in 2014, 15. Um. So. Oh, he's a finalist
2: in 2014. That's
0: right. Okay,
1: my bad. Yeah. Yeah. True. See? See, yeah. He P... mentioned the same conversation. as PK. Anyway, that's <laughs> PK fan and me had to, uh, hey, step up, you know, like, uh, step in and say something about it.
0: It's interesting that P... well, PK. Uh, PK played well in that year. Um, it was obviously the lockout and stuff like that. So. Um, All right.
1: Um, next few ones, March uh, and Zach. Um, we're going to go over them really, really quickly just because I think obviously we can expand on those, but I, I, I want to go through them really, really quickly here. So uh, next one is most underrated player in the NHL. One each. Most underrated player yes. in the NHL? Yes. yes. Oh. And let's keep it active.
0: Oh, like, oh, like active players. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to keep the conversation active because I got to actually search up some guys here.
2: <laughs> actually, you know, it's funny you say that. I'm actually going through on my Instagram, going through every NHL team's most underrated players. This kind of works out pretty well for me. Uh- <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. Um, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be between uh Rantan- and hints and i'd probably pick hints wow.
0: i do like Ranton a lot that's a good one
2: i'd probably march. pick Rupe hints I, th- I think Rube hints like in dallas nobody says anything about him this guy's just
0: nuts um
2: but i will uh, say yeah, yeah. ranton was like carried uh for part of the season the colorado avalanche
1: good one next march you kind of okay. cheated there zach with too but it's okay
2: Oh, the <laughs> special yes, all the
1: kids, you, you <laughs> get <A-K-1> you get wins. two because you're the guest but it's okay you know what i'm gonna go with someone
0: okay he's active but he's not underrated any he's overrated. well he's just rated but okay. he used to be i'd consider him pretty underrated because you wouldn't think he'd have the stats he has um david perron agree oh, yeah, that's a good one
1: I, oh I got. My my I, pick is slowly not looking very good. Here, but
0: okay. <laughs> Everyone go search up David Perron, and you won't. You'll be shocked by his stats. Because that guy, wow. Anyways, okay, you go, Danny. A uh,
1: big shocker here. Uh, uh, Mikhail Sirkicev. Uh
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Give yeah. us a reasoning, buddy. <laughs>
1: uh, he's uh, he makes everything look too easy. I think it's kind of productive to his own fame. I think. Uh if he was in a di- in a different team, would people would t- start talking to him, t- talking about him like an eggblood or um you know, maybe not a Yossi, but he would definitely be talked about like an egg home or something. Um just because he's behind headman and in a you know, in a fan base that can't name one player on their team, I think uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of what it is. He he definitely okay.
0: had a breakout year uh last year. So yeah. But obviously,
1: I'm not the one, who, only one who thinks that. Is GM thinks obviously enough for him to pay him in Florida money eight
0: point five. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good pick. And you know my opinion on Sergei So Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> next one. Um. So top three goalies in the NHL. Let's do it quickly as well. Um. And let's just say active as well. Yep. Let's keep it active.
2: Um. Okay. Uh. Vasilevsky, Sorokin, Shostakin. In that order, I man,
1: you're efficient. Okay, I gotta think about mine. Go ahead, March.
0: Shusturkin, Vasilevsky, Sorokin. In that order, Sorokin show three. Yeah, Shusturkin's better than Sorokin. Sorokin, in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. I think I'm gonna, is. I'm going to stumble here a little bit. Okay. Carey Price can't make a comeback. I mean, I, the one time that I need him to come back, okay. Uh, Montembeau,
0: Jake Allen, and Caden Primo
1: <laughs> in that order. No. Uh, <laughs> um it's it's a tough one because I'm going to I'm going to rank a, a Goalie here for his potential but also like the top as well. Like I, if I was starting a team and I had to draft one of them in an expansion draft, I would still go with that guy. Ottinger. Uh, oh yeah. He would be my, yeah. he would be my the third one. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Vasilevsky. So I'm not going to go with Vasilovski. I'll give Sorokin uh, a vote on this. So he would be my number two and I'm really struggling with number one. Um, definitely struggling with number one. So it's tough. It's, it's very tough. Um, you know, one because my my argument with this, I'm I'll do this quickly, is if you're in game seven, who you're scared of the most? And Shastarkin, you don't know what you're gonna get with him. Sorokin, you don't know what you're gonna get with him. Vasilevsky, we found out last year, you don't know what you're gonna get from him. So, I can't put these these three players in the top at the top position. I mean, unbi-
0: unbiased. I mean, if, if that's a good point because unbiased. Um, you have to say Carey Price for inactive yeah. um, in recent memory because that guy would literally carry a, a garbage junk team in the playoffs. <laughs> like like that's – if you're going off playoffs, like you're scared of this guy, like that's the guy I'm going for. Um, With the guys I mentioned, like Sorokin, and Veselovsky to an extent, but the, like the reason – I well, you know what, Danny, I'll let you go uh, figure number one because I'd like to ask uh, Zach something, but Danny – do you know who number uh, one is for you?
1: Look, <laughs> I'm, it's the wrong, it's the wrong pick to say, but I'll say it anyways. Buck. just because if if I'm going game seven and I don't know which what's gonna be the outcome, he's the most consistent guy. So I'm just gonna go with him.
0: So I was actually gonna say that Shusterkin would be the most consistent guy for me. I mean, this guy, just look at his stats. The guy in his career, not just in NHL, but in general with the KHL, uh, from you know when. He was, I don't know how old he was in 2013. The guy has never gone under 900, say, percentage. The guy's consistently in the 910s and above. Like, that is unbelievable. NHL level, AHL for one year. In the KHL, he was in the 930s to 950s. I mean, in the NHL, the guy's done 930 once or twice, 916 twice. So, in the regular season, you know what you're getting. This guy is the most consistent in the regular season, in my opinion. The playoffs, I mean, you know, last year first round exit. The year before, he played 20 games. So, you know, I don't know, but okay. I, I I do put him pretty highly. Uh, I'm just interested, Zach, what you think about? Uh, so why would you had Sorokin above Shosturkin? Yeah. Why? So what do you th- like? Why would you? Okay, I'm not gonna say why would you do that. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? No. Um, what's your opinion? On that, like, we put Sorokin pretty highly. Like, I like
2: Sorokin, but... I mean, yeah. like, these two goalies, like, it, it's wild how many good goalies come from Russia. Like, I mean, like, my top three are all Russian, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but even in that way, I just, I don't know what it is with Sorokin. Like, over the years, I've just fell in love with the way that he plays in goal. Like, th- let's just realize that this guy carries the mm-hmm. I- mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. talking, like, he carries them. Like, he carried them to that wild card. No, not even a question. That's true. Now, with, with the Rangers, I'm not going to say it's easier for Shosturkin, but you obviously have a better defense. You always of have a course. better offense, right? Um, but that doesn't take any, anything away from Shosturkin. I mean, like, he's he's still really, really, really good. Now, in that same stance, you just have, like, for me, like, I you have to go with, like, how they played both equally as good. Like, I, I could swap them. Like, that top three, like, you could you could probably go in and out over the season. Uh, but for Sorokin, I just, the way that he is able to help his team that much. Now, I'm sure if you put Sorokin uh, in that spot, too, it would be the same. But just, I don't know what it mm, is, man. but he's just, uh, he's just something else. I, I wish my, the Leafs had him, like, pfft. but I guess <laughs> yeah. every, every team wishes he had him. But, like, he's just, he's just so good. I don't know what it is. I think it's just him being able to carry a team like that so hard. Um, that yeah, I just feel bad they don't have a ton of scoring for him, but you, you know, I, I don't know, I think that's where it is. It's just he can, he can just carry, it's just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, like, like these guys, I mean, they're both uh,
0: you, you know, you, Danny, I'll ask you this. Maybe you're even looking at their stats right now, so maybe you're cheating, but <laughs> uh, how, how, how old do you think both of them are? Like, the thing is, this with Russian goalies, they don't necessarily come Sorokin, in, I don't
1: know, to be honest. Do
0: you yeah, know Shusterkin? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look like a genius here. Uh, (laughs) But I found Maxim Sorokin. So
0: okay, yeah, it's Ilya Sorokin. (laughs) (laughs) Maxim, yes, that guy, love him.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't tell me uh, how old are they? I mean, Sorokin, I just found it here, 28. That's old. I mean, I mean, isn't that the prime? Or
0: yeah, I would consider that up until the prime. Yeah, I mean, Sorokin's also 27. But the thing is, like you know, Sorokin. Well, playing has been playing in the NHL for one, two, three, four, five, five years. Sorokin had been playing in the NHL for three years. Anyway, oh, he's 28. I didn't know that. I didn't know. So that. You, yeah, so you have to like he came late okay. to the NHL. Um so you just hope that their primes aren't wasted. I'm looking at both of their 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 oh my gosh. This is insane, by the way. It, it just it's so carry price, like like I I just go back to carry price every time here, but it's so carry price like to have like you know a first round exit and these kind of stats. Like like the the, the guy had a nine thirty-one and lost in round one. Sorokin lost in round one, he had a nine twenty-nine. I mean, come on. Like this is this is called not having a team in front of you and just carrying now I do give it to Sorokin in that case because I wouldn't consider I definitely think the Rangers are a better team but um but yeah I I, those two they're already 27 28 you can't waste like like I think the Rangers are in a good spot in a way because they're there they just need to tweak some things very like the Leafs but the Leafs you know they've been tweaking for the past five six years um with the rain the islanders it's it's to be determined i mean we don't know where where they're going to be right so
1: they're not in a bad spot i mean with Horvat and
0: Borsa. yeah i think that i disagree there i disagree respectively i disagree all right and i um, think every connects yeah. fan will disagree
1: <laughs> <laughs> even the guy and who it's... puts his picture on the one on the building okay <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah, an inside exactly. joke like so just because uh when i went to vancouver i didn't see uh Horvat with the with the C on his jersey on the outside of the building. Oh, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, okay. captain there. Okay. Um. Well, let's do this quickly as well. Uh, top d three men, uh, top d men. Sorry, uh, in the NHL. Um,
0: top three defensemen. Okay, Zach, you go. You've been going first.
2: Uh, I'm efficient. gonna go with Makar, Fox, and Heiskanen. Heiskanen
0: top three. whole
2: That's Heiskenen, good. Baby. That's baby. That's
0: it that's a wow, that's an interesting one now he's very efficient I'm not that efficient, so it's gonna give me a second hold on <laughs> i'm gonna go um, okay, uh, you go watch. yeah, you go there you go
1: um I'll go with uh your top two are are bang on so uh adam fox and and uh and Macar Macar being the best one, obviously it's not even close um and the third one i'm gonna struggle here back to you march while I, I think about it.
0: I'm going with Kale McCarr. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go a little crazy here. I'm going to have Adam Fox in number three, and I'm going to go. I'm going to put Roman Yossi in number two.
1: I had Yossi at number one, number three as well. So oh, wow.
0: I, and this is the thing. We do a little. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. But um, I mentioned Headman. I, I like Headman, but I don't think he's there for me. I think these guys are just the UOC's really climbed my list like the guy is like i wouldn't you asked me two years ago i'd say who, who cares yeah now hey, he's there for me the guy's fucking good
1: all right good guys yeah, very good guys um which team will make the biggest jump in the standings next year oh man I mean, it doesn't have to be scientifically precise here, but like in your mind, <laughs> what is a team that was completely not there last year that's going to be noticeable this year? Uh, if not successful.
2: Ooh. I have can... some in my head, but yeah, um, sure. go ahead. I'm I'm going to go second this time. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to say this with zero... Both, to tell you the truth, I don't even really want to say it, but I'm gonna say it because I'm skeptical in a sense. But I think they did get better. I'm gonna go with the Ottawa Senators.
1: That's not a bad pick. pick. Uh...
0: I'm 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 so skeptical of that goaltending. It it has it's it, if that doesn't click, it's but I think they have pretty good offensive structure. They think they got some defense. It just I think it clicks. So I think I think that's them.
2: Zach, you're second.
1: Uh... Oh yeah, sorry, Zach. That's
2: <laughs> no, okay. Um, I I was gonna pick the sense too. Uh, I feel like a lot of people might be screaming at this this uh the phone right now or <laughs> their computer or anything, and they're like, "What about the Sabers? Get out of here! It's not the Sabers. <laughs> like, it, it, it's it's not it's not the Sabers." Um, and I, I don't like to say it because I actually like the Sabers. Uh, I think that they're gonna be really good, but it's not gonna be this year. Um, and honestly, like any other like division or conference you want to look at there's not many teams that i think are going to like absolutely climb and the only one that really really does stand out to you is the Sens. but if i'm gonna put out a hot take i'm gonna say the canucks but you know
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm saying I gotta, uh, hook you up so with g-man there. here uh, okay <laughs> uh, g-man
0: <laughs> if you're listening um at this point i'll know but yeah there you go um... that's interesting <laughs>
1: uh, for me the, the the team i have in mind is if they don't do it they might as well sell the, the organization um uh, <laughs> the columbus blue jackets come on that's enough for uh, thanking here i mean they signed the <laughs> and uh. they have Fentelli, they have liney uh, look if if they're not gonna have success with these guys give them to me uh, uh give them to <laughs> me you know like you don't need yeah. a line on your team and a Fantelli and all of that so uh for me it's columbus
0: I think Columbus is a bit of a sleeper. I, I because and I'm a huge fan of the players. Gujarat I care yeah. less about. line a I used to like a lot. Me
1: too. But
0: yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of the the young guys they have on that team. Um, yeah, that should be fun. I don't know who oh, they still have. Um, what? Why am I forgetting his name? Murslikins. I mean, yeah. we'll see what. I don't know what their
1: goalies be. are, but yeah. Murslikins yeah, okay. and yeah. anyways I mean, if you have Warensky on your team and. uh I think they got uh, Goberg or whoever like uh, recently as well like come on, like uh, come on uh, <laughs> wh- wh- uh, one t- one player that comes to mind is uh, when we talked about players uh, breaking out this year, I forgot about M- McTavish as well. yeah he's another guy is if you're not gonna have success, come on, let's just give your spot to someone else like um, uh, <laughs> give your spot uh, to I-, I-, I know i'm I'm not doing a little bit of a Don cherry here of myself, but it's okay. Um, this was uh, awesome talks. Um, don't I have anything to, else, uh, unless you want to go ahead, March.
0: Yeah, we got a few th- few things left to talk about, and I want to tie in this one because you mentioned Don Cherry. Okay. Um, the QMJHL and Zach, I probably get your opinion on this because oh, okay. maybe you have a more of a yeah <laughs> a, a, more of a you know a sane approach to this uh, than I do. Uh the QMJHL has not necessarily banned fighting, but they've highly restricted it. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Okay. So uh I recently did a video on the QMA QMJHL uh taking away their fighting. I got a lot of flack for it. Um and you know, mm-hmm. with my opinions, I get a lot of flack with with my videos, and that's okay. People not everyone has to like my videos. Um, you know, it's fine. Um and pretty much what I said. Uh, was, you know, the queue the banning it. My, my, my original opinion was that it was good. Um, you know, I, I think that fighting is, is becoming more relevant every year and just doesn't make sense to have it in uh, the junior leagues. Although after I made that video, um, I can't remember the individual who made this, uh, but he was like a former player in the queue or I think it was the Q or the OHL or wherever. And uh, he spoke upon it and how fights actually stop. Uh, more like you know concussions and injuries than fights actually give. It, it might have been, but I, I just can't remember. He was like a former he was he was like he, he was younger. Like he but he he pretty much mentioned said that, you know, if you're good if you have these fights, you're gonna have to step up to the bell. You're gonna have to do this, you're gonna have to do that. And I think it was a really good point because you know with fights, if you're not gonna have them, you might have in turn a lot more cheap shots. Um, and I'm not going to go back on my opinion. I still think that, you know, taking away fighting is good, but, um, you know, it was mentioned to me by, by a ton of people is that they should have transitioned over to what the OHL does. And what they do is they, you can have fights, um, if I'm correct, you can have three of them, but you use them very wisely. And once you hit, you know, a fourth fight, you get suspended. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's it depends on how things go, but it also is it kind the of, team or the player. The player, the player. So the player gets the the suspension. I should say, even in the queue, the the player gets the suspension um, and it's like a one game and then it kind of like goes on about how that they get kicked out. Uh, But for the OHL rule, it's you get three fights and a fourth one, you're gone. Like it just, you're you're suspended. Um, And I think that lets, you know, it lets them police the game a bit, right? It lets these cheap shots maybe not happen all the time, right? Um, And I think that was a really good point that was made. Uh, And I didn't really see it that way at first, even before I made the video. Um, And, you know, I'll I'll still stick to it to take fights out. Uh, But, you know, I think that was a really good point made. So maybe I'm leaning towards more, you know, it should have been something different. Uh, But again, I can see both sides, but I did take a lot of flack for that video. Um, But, you know, everybody has their opinions. I'm I'm not going to say one's wrong, one's right, right? So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) But, yeah. What
1: about you, Mattis?
0: Um. I I think Zach here is kind of turning on new leaf for me. I think uh, he's kind of making me see the light. I mean, okay. So the thing is, I I kind of reacted to it. Like most people, I was like, this is horrible. That was literally the quote I made, uh, the tweet I made. I said, this is, or sorry, not tweet, post that I made. Um, And, you know, someone said to me, they said, well, why? Because you don't want to see uh, teenagers fight anymore. And uh, I don't know. I just, it's, it's a big part of hockey. I, I mean, it's so, you look on TikTok and one thing and you see people reacting, you know, there may be soccer fans and they react to hockey like, oh my God, these guys really pummel each other. And that's kind of what gets pe- some people watching. But, you know, how many people watch the QMJHL? No disrespect to the QMJHL, but, you know, is it necessarily for views? Is it necessarily for entertainment or is it for selling scores? So I do agree with the OHL rule. I do like that a lot. Um. I mean, it's very funny. I, the think- OH, I was just going to say the OHL rule would be very funny. Imagine, like, you know, you look at your goon and the coach is like, hey, listen, we need you to go fight. Coach, I've already used my three. So then he looks at the little 5'7", you know, sniper. He says, okay, you still have three. I want you to go fight. <laughs> and like, what the hell, coach? I, the guy is a 6'7". Oh, too bad. He's going to get suspended. I need you to go. That'd be funny as hell. But... Yeah, I mean the thing is I just you don't really see fights anymore, so it's kind of stupid for me to say, hey, it's horrible, because you don't really see them. But then, you know, with Montreal, we got Arbor Jack guy, and this guy comes out and he fights and it gets the crowd going, and he really brings something to the game because you don't see him anymore. And he's doing these fights and he's, you know, concussing the entire senators roster. And obviously I'm not talking about just Jack guy, but there are other players like Reeves and stuff that really give a different flavor to the game. But at the same time, it is dangerous. I don't know. I it's interesting what you said about how you know there's more concussions g- given when like cuz cheap might, might lead to cheap shots and stuff. I mean, that's definitely something and I think it's that's very prominent as you get more into the more pro level of hockey because guys will do some cheap shots because they can get away with it or whatever. I mean, in the NHL you see it all the time. But if we're going to do, you know, band fighting, I think it's It's hockey, such a fast sport. How do you ban something that is so sporadic? Like, guys won't even think about suspension if they do a cheap shot and the guy wants to stand up for his buddy. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you because it's part of the code. Well, you're suspended. Oh, well, whatever. So, I think people will start, I think team, you'll see teams start to, or owners or whatever, start to say, hey, listen, this isn't really that great. But who knows? Danny?
1: So, just for my understanding, does the NHLPA, um, like supervises all the other ones, or has nothing to do with
2: it. Do you mean like the CHL? Like, do they like kind Well, I mean, over it's that?
1: obviously called the the National Hockey League Players Association, so I get it that they don't really have a jurisdiction with these other leagues. I mm-hmm. get it, but at the same time, what I'm trying to get at here is you don't want someone from the queue graduating and joining an NHL team, and the guy has never seen a fight in his life, and we're talking five years from now, ten years from now. Never seen a fight in his life, and you have another guy from the Western League who uh, he's broken his nose ten times already, and and he he knows everything about fighting. Uh, when it comes to drafting, you're gonna take the guy who has more experience with with something else. You know, like I think that puts it to a disadvantage unless you do the ban for everybody. But I like I like the hybrid one for the OHL. Like I think three is even too much. Like even it should be like two in the season. Two is is great. Like. Uh, i think three is a little bit too much i don't know three times yeah goons that's nine fights that's one fight every every i don't know like it's i don't know it's it's doesn't make a lot of of sense for me
0: yeah it's it's very interesting like the chl is you know the chl but then every league has its own rules um you know the q's got its own the you know and they're all different in various ways i mean w is considered a more hard scoring league the q's doesn't really produce as many goaltenders the ohl is just the ohl i mean mainly the london knights there and it's just like i mean i don't know i think they should consider something unanimous i yeah I, I do agree with you i do agree with what you're saying because you you know say you're saying you know what let's go get a uh some some tough guy i mean it adds to the toughness that he's got to fights or something sure he's got a lot like, of hits but like that's just another stat to give
1: like this, this whole idea right now that we have Reeves, Jaikai, and and, uh, who else? Uh, and, um, and who else? Simmons and and who uh, else? March. Help me out here. What what those tough guys in the same division? Uh, oh. Um, or, anyways, uh, so anyway, you get the point. Like, <laughs> uh, what, have, what are we trying? Well, yeah, Wilson. Exactly. Like, what are we trying to do here? Like, oh, sorry, and Lucchese in Boston. Like, yeah. I mean, what do you? I, I don't know. Like, it's a. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I mean know. we're yeah I, I'm, I'm mixed I
0: mean, on this. I mean there's a lot of there's probably oh here's one. I mean Zach, so when you're playing hockey, or mm-hmm. fights allowed
2: like the hockey that I play now?
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No.
2: Contact allowed? Uh well there's 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 contact, but like you can't hit. Like you can like okay on yeah. the corners, you can get rough, but like you can't so, hit. Okay, so there's a
0: penalty for body checking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like in ball hockey, we have and the same thing. It usually
1: involves your cars getting keyed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can't get away with one thing, you're going to do another. Uh, and I think that's maybe the point we're trying to get at here. Uh, just like you said, I mean, maybe if there's no fights, you will lead to a cheap shot because guess what? You know, maybe cr- cross-check a guy in the head at the right angle, ref doesn't see it, you get a two-minute minor versus, uh, you know, fighting and you just sit t- sit out for five minutes. Why don't they, why don't they just I, – I think they should just increase the penalty Maybe not increase the, like, say, hey, listen, we're banning it, and we're getting, you know, if you fight once, you're suspended. And, I mean, that's a bit overkill. But at the same time,
1: I mean. Game misconduct I, should be good. I think game misconduct is, is okay. Like, it's, you know, that if you fight, you're you're, you're down at the player, and you're, and you're messing yeah, up all your lines.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I, I do agree. Because, because then the coaches can prioritize what they want. yeah Because then the coaches can say, listen, sh- listen, I know you want to fight that guy. Don't do it, to oh, lose hey, you. yeah, or hey, you know what? I want you to try something in the third. Fight this guy. We lose you. if You know who cares? <laughs> but I don't know. You know we'll see. I Maybe, think that's yeah, a good yeah. a good idea, but we're not. Then, the you're, boss, then so. you're gonna
1: have uh, Wayne Simmons fight um, Ben Aaron, <laughs> and then the uh, game is gonna. Work yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. One last thing from me. I don't know if we have anything after this, but uh, I'll ask Zach because he's recently made a video on it on his TikTok. Uh, NHL 24. Do you do you play the NHL series? I do. Here and you there, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I played. play it a lot, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no sponsor from EA Sports. Um, however, on the cover, they released uh, Kale McCarr. I thought there was, I, I had predicted three players, Kale McCarr jack hughes and matthew kachuk i actually would have liked kachuk it Would have been cool to see like the florida colors on the on the cover however he's on the cover what do you think of the cover what do you think of of the choice for kale mccarr um maybe what do you think of how the cover's designed compared to recent years
1: and the entire game too
0: oh it's yeah a and, game and review. Just, yeah give us a review on what you think of nhl ea series
2: um i think over the years it's definitely taken a downhill and i think that you know people have and remember this grows the game too like this it's not the biggest part of it but this grows the game too and like about like what people can experience from it I agree. Uh, over the years it's definitely taken a a downhill trend
1: mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I, I
2: think when we look at the cover this year you know they kind of i think a lot of people have said this too is that they've kind of went back to their roots yep and I really do like the cover. Now, too. Uh, there is was, there was one where it had like Kael McCarr's face and like his body image, like in these mountains and stuff. That was a really cool one. I don't know if you've seen it. I saw I saw um, it. Yeah. But that I one didn't. was really nice. Although what I will say is what they have now is still really, it's what they brought out was good. Um, you know, I think that in terms of what we've seen, I think they're going to do something good this year and it's going to be different. I don't want to get you know people hyped up too much, or they're gonna get way into it and you know be disappointed like other years that's happened. Uh, But you know I I think that over the years it hasn't been good, and I think that this year it's going to be good. Um, But again, if it happens, I won't be surprised if it's not good. So it's kind (laughs) of like talking about the Leafs, eh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's kind of it's kind of gone now. (laughs) But um, you know I think that's you know one way to look at it, but in terms of the cover, I really like it. I like that it's more of an action shot and something that, you know, wasn't more like an NHL 23. And that's not that's not the hate on the people who were on the on the cover. I really liked how they did, um, you know, one from the NHL, one from the PWHL. Uh, I really did like that. But I think the way that they did it was, was wasn't really yeah, great. I, it, it didn't feel I hockey. Agree. So um, that's that's my stance on it. Uh, but I really like it
0: look like a snapshot and like uh you know all you have to do is animate it and put in like the top right corner of like gta6 and it's like that's where you would think that uh, cover came from um some guys playing street hockey in florida um i like i'm trying i was just trying to search up the um that one that uh, zach just mentioned the one with him in the mountains and stuff i remember some, some guy put it on TikTok, and i'm just trying to do it so i could send it to danny but i can't find it on google um i'll send it to you after danny but some guy was like oh you know uh this is what we wanted and then this is what we got and it showed the real cover and you know what i really like to cover it's so simple you know it's not you know like last year you know it's good to have
1: um i mean what look, i'm gonna it, say I'm, I'm gonna say it for you like i'm I'm pretty sure that's what what you mean is if, it's good for diversity but give it to sarah nurse all, all together like there's no need for this whole like you said the cartoonish way doing it
0: yeah yeah there's yeah that yeah in a way that is the way i would say it i mean to to tell you the truth there's always been we've actually always had one well have we always had one person we almost had two people and that was nhl 16 we had two they, at one point uh okay well we almost had two in nhl 16 but they took it away uh because yeah. patrick kane was facing allegations so they just had yeah. jonathan taves mm-hmm. um but i really like this cover it's clean the x-factor edition i I think they could have done a little better. I think that what they could have done is made his like signature and gold and like, you know, I, I like to make photos I and edit things. So I, I it, it would have been interesting to see that. But like this one's really clean. Um I, I you know what here's a question, and this is a really good one, and i am probably end it off with this one. What's your favorite NHL cover?
2: Oh man. That is tough. Um, I'm going to just search up NHL covers. <laughs> I have a couple in my head right now. Um, ooh. Okay. Okay. I gotta, I gotta kind of like label it down here. So if I had to pick one, because there, there's a lot, obviously, NHL has been doing this for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I had to pick one, one of the more ones that comes to mind is the Purdue or one, like NHL 14. Maybe that's because mm-hmm. it was like one of the better ones. Yeah, uh, but I really did like the Matthews one, like walking down the hallway, even though it was more simple. I, I liked it. The Ovechkin one was nice, too, because it like it gave more to like his career. And like you saw the up Cup in the background. Uh, but if I had to pick my favorite. Oh, man. I think I would have to go with which NHL was this. I think it was NHL. What was it? I, oh, okay, no, I remember. It was NHL. Oh no, it was six. It was sixteen with the cup. Yeah, I, I yeah, think they yeah. shoot that more. Yeah, sixteen with the cup. Um, and like I was hoping that they did that with like Eichel, I guess. But uh, I was I just wanted to see that more. Like something like more like an action shot. You see the background, it just shows like the NHL in it. You don't have like that more like generic stuff going on. Um, yeah. Of course, twenty sixteen was more like you know. Back in the day, kind of
0: thing, but yeah, I I do like that. Um, I was gonna say NHL 16 is definitely a, a contender for me. Um, I like the cup. They obviously they would have had Taves and Kane together there. That would have been cool. Um, I probably have to give it to to tell you the honest truth. I mean, I'm giving it to. I'm gonna give it a tie, but I'm probably gonna edge it towards any, you know Kale McCarr. It's very interesting having Kale McCarr because they never. You know, this guy had an off season. you know, he didn't really do it. I mean, he did well, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, when he won the consmite, the Stanley Cup, like, you know, you, you would have thought that, it, you know, they'd put him on then, but they do it now. But I'll give an honorary mention to NHL 19 um, with Suban on it. I thought I just liked the whole, just the, like you could see that cover from a mile away, yellow. Yeah. It was like, you know, this, like he's doing this, basically this celebration. It's super sick. Um, good font, like the font really matters for me, it it, it stood out the Matthews ones, like yeah, whatever, I mean the initial 20 <laughs> was definitely worse than the one in initial 22, but um, 21 was definitely different but yeah, I do like, they. I mean this year is an action shot, they do consider that so I like it, I think it's pretty cool I think it's like, just keep it simple but you know, it would have been cool to have like Kachuk or something with like the Florida Reverse Retro and like the colors would have been so beautiful, I think that would have been sick. But oh well, like Makar is a perfect choice. I just like seeing an, like an avalanche logo is great. Other than you know, if we saw if we saw Matthews again, I think I would have lost my mind. Let's just say that <laughs> I would have lost my mind entirely. And he was like, hey, I'm up for the hat trick. Yeah, I'm not so uh, <laughs> they should have like well i mean they did have what was it nhl 20 one of them uh they had like a legacy edition or something uh they had gretzky on it that was a nice logo uh, or cover i mean that was really cool looking it was like gold tax and stuff it was sick um but yeah i'd probably give it to McCar. that's a it's a it's nice i'd like it's it's it has a little bit of a different place in my heart because it's an action shot it's clean it's simple danny uh
1: very quickly i would say that uh is going to be and it's going to end up in the top five for sure at some point for me mm-hmm. um i would say i was going to say just for those that are my age i would say the nhl 2000 with mario lemieux it was iconic just because of the circumstances at the time um you guys probably didn't didn't, didn't live that whole era the game was actually phenomenal um and also the like it was mario lemieux coming back from retirement and stuff so that was it uh for me but i would say suban was my second choice and brodeur is also a very good one um mcdavid also i'm not i'm not it was a little bit too cartoonish it's not a real picture um yeah I'm, I'm googling these now and i think Giroux was a complete flop uh patrick <laughs> patrick can actually got on it uh in 2010 um I think Matthew okay. Kachuk would be would be a good one on it at some point. Uh Matthews, that's kind of where it began to slide, I think, with the pink and, and I don't know what. Like <laughs> uh, I have no idea what, what was going through their mind. Um, but yeah, good for Bergeron for being on the list as well. So but yeah, yeah. the car is gonna is gonna be a good one for, for a long time. Tarasenko, Very. I will never if I didn't Google this, I would not even.
0: That, so. <laughs> yeah, he's on the cover too. They gave the worst game to Bergeron as well, which is a kind of a slap on the yeah. face. But um, yeah, this is a good one. It's a good pick. I think he's deserved it. But there's obviously some guy, and you know, we'll probably see Jack Hughes and everyone, everywhere, all over TikTok. Everyone's saying, and I don't know if they're doing it for views or what. And uh, Zach, if you've done this video, I, you know, I don't, I'm not calling you out, but uh, why uh-huh. people keep saying, why isn't Crosby on the cover? How was he not on yeah, the Yeah, he code?
1: talked about that, yeah.
0: Did he? I, I, did, did. I did. Oh, you did? So I didn't watch that. Okay, so I really am calling you out. <laughs> because I've seen it everywhere. I, it, so did you have, like, it, it, doesn't he have a superstition about it?
2: I don't know if there's a superstition, but he's never, like, these have never been, like, confirmed, like, all but confirmed, I guess. But okay. pretty much just that uh, they've offered it to him apparently multiple times. And apparently he said no. I just I either, either way either way if it's true or not I still think he like absolutely deserves one and I think they should just do it anyway but you know <laughs> yeah I agree you know, I agree um, too bad we only he's, he's just like I think I think a really nice one would be like a legacy edition for him and it's a like you know unless he wins another cup but like all three of the Stanley Cup pictures like in one thing you can see all of them like I think that'd be really cool
0: that yeah uh, that'd be nice
2: that'd be but, sick um I yeah I I did a video on that <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Okay, I, no, I, like I, I literally, I'm calling out some other guy. That's um, he because I looked at the comments, everyone's like, you're just doing this for like seats. He's, he's, you know, superstitious and stuff. And then that's where I also saw that it wasn't confirmed because the guy's like, it's not confirmed, man. And I was like, oh, I guess it isn't because I, you know, no one's ever heard this from him. It's just everyone's assuming that it's just a superstition. Um, but if he's if he's denying it, maybe he just, he will be on a 2K cover. <laughs> if if Bergeron
1: If Bergeron accepted at some point Crosby will We don't know what happened Even Malkin is never made it either So we'll see
0: Yeah there should be some It'd be nice if they also do like all three of them Like Malkin, yeah. tang and, and Crosby yeah. That'd be cool And would be and Dubis. <laughs> Dubis should They be should be have a, Dubis on the cover Just
1: Dubis, uh, Dubis and Tree Living With uh, Wayne Simmons
0: <laughs> du,
1: Dubis <laughs> with money In his hand
0: no, well, well yeah.
1: what a what an episode. I cannot believe that you guys stuck around for these for the entire period. I mean it's been it's been a blast. This is by far our longest episode. We did not plan it this way, but the conversation <laughs> was so good. Um I wanna sincerely thank you, Zach, for being on the show with us. I hope the duration of the show was exceptional and not um you know scaring you away from coming back at some point because I know we say this to every single one of our guests but you're you're so insightful and, and unique in and, and with everything you mentioned so mm-hmm. um we would love to have you on again if you if you ever are bored and you want to sh- join us <laughs> um and i can't thank you enough uh over to you march
0: oh yeah thanks a lot buddy it was really great having you on i mean uh to tell you the truth danny texted me here and said it was an hour and ten i was like wow, oh, we're having a short one i didn't know it was uh as long as it was so but hey thanks for sticking around and you know we kind of saved some of these were uh some of these topics were good and some of them were a little dated but at the same time i mean we know uh, the type of content you put out and the opinions you have and and the and just uh, how well informed you are so it was good to actually save these cuz you gave a lot of insight and you're really good to have so thanks a lot for joining us
2: yeah i mean no 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 problem at all like i like i mentioned at the start of the podcast when people give me their time. I like to give my time back whenever I can. And, you know, it's a busy time in the, in the hockey world and uh, it's it's always nice to talk about it. So I always appreciate coming on, you know, talking about hockey, right? So why not? Like mm-hmm. It's always a fun time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just uh, before we end
0: it, um, do you want to just put out your uh, socials, social handles again?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so ZS Hockey on TikTok, and you know, type in Zach Stain, you'll see both my skits account and my main account. Uh, Instagram ZS Hockey One, uh, Twitter I guess X now, but uh, ZS Hockey with two Ys. Uh, and then of course, if you want to go on that link tree, you'll see my writing and my podcast. Uh, but again, no pressure at all. You want to follow it. Again, if not, I'm okay with that too.
0: And Danny, as Danny said, pressure definitely pressure.
1: Definitely, um... you don't know what you're missing out. <laughs> Just yeah, go, this... just go watch it. If something happens around the league. Zach is on it. Uh oh, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't come only with just like the boring reactions that <laughs> everyone has. He has like actual. He thinks about things before making the content. So, um, yeah. Can't thank you enough again. Um, for us, March, it's uh another way for people to join to follow us as well. This is where we post our new episodes and links for that. Um, are on Twitter or X. We are um, at C 2 C. THP, uh, which means coast to coast, the hockey podcast, and it's the same thing on Twitter, on Instagram as well. So T H, sorry, C I Want to do that again? C T C THP. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, for the new episodes. Yep, a bit of a tongue twister, but yeah. Yeah, it is. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Well, good. thank you
0: both. No worries. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, Zach. Appreciate it, and uh, hope everyone has a good day.
2: Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it.
0: All right. See you. See you.